Hey, what's up, Sifters? Welcome to Game Face, episode 341 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield, the founder of Sifted, and your host for this awesome podcast about video games. Alongside me to do that is Matt Kyle. What's up, Matt? Jedi business. Yeah, so. serious Jedi business going mm -hmm. on. Um, I've been living the life of the Jedi, it feels like, for the entire like last four yeah. or five days. Um, and we're going to get to that. One of our first topic today, as you might guess, is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. We're also going to talk about Redfall today. We have a big show for you guys with big games. That's two weeks in a row. But before we get going, I do have some housekeeping uh, that may put a little bit of curveball in uh, the next week or two. So I mentioned last week, and now I'm bringing it up again because it's here, uh, that next Tuesday, tw a week from this moment right now, I will be having surgery. Um, so I will be incapacitated. For at least a couple days, the doctor is saying maybe two weeks. I don't believe that. I have a really high tolerance for pain, um, and I'm a quick healer. Um, they're saying it could take two weeks for as me long to recover. As doesn't screw your knee up. Yeah, well, they're not touching my knee. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would prefer if they were touching my knee, Matt, compared to what I'm going to have done. I'm not going to go into any details. Uh, but anyway, I do have my surgery, my procedure next Tuesday. So here's what I'm going to say. Right now, I really have no idea when we're going to do the next game phase. I'm just being honest with you. And we may try to do it Monday if Matt and I have played enough stuff to get in a show before I start my recovery and everything. If we don't, I can't really tell you. So what I am going to say is you should follow Sifted on Twitter, at Sifted Games, and that's where we'll announce anything. If you're someone who's on our site every day, you'll know. Um, I'll message that all over the site, but for those of you who don't go to the site, and you're making a mistake if you don't, those of you who don't go to the site, just keep an eye on our Twitter and we'll let you know. And it really does suck. The timing is so terrible because Zelda is coming out. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, this was like the only week that I could get, and I had to wait. I had made this appointment like last November, Matt. Yeah, no, if you, if you get an appointment in LA, you, get, you take that medical appointment because it takes forever. And if I didn't take now, it would just be later and on. you didn't know the release date is Zelda when you made the appointment. And I so did what not. what can you do? Yeah. So anyway, it's just a bad coincidence, bad circumstance. Um, we'll see how it goes. But again, just follow us on Twitter at Sifted Games, and we'll keep you in the loop on everything that's going on there. Matt, how was your week besides full of Jedi-ness? I mean, pretty much just full of jedi <laughs> um, That's not a bad week, usually. No. I had uh, Thursday, Friday were not amazing. I had some allergy issues because the weather is nice now which mm -hmm. means all the plants are like, everything's blooming oh my god it's, it's super bloom and my throat's <laughs> just like fuck you like <laughs> so but i was like you know that's settled down now i'm just sort of like generally in, in, up in the sinuses but i'm like that's gonna last a couple months that's yeah. just how it is right it, it, there's so much rain most rain in what 30 some years <laughs> like ever <laughs> um so yeah, yeah it's, i mean it's gonna be beautiful but uh my nose is not gonna enjoy it yeah my allergies since i've moved here have been like zero on the east coast i had to take an allergy pill every day yeah, for like four or five months straight mine are much better here than they were in the bay area but like every once in a while like something will get and like this year like the grasses are real horny mm. the, the pollen is everywhere yeah so it's 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 gonna be rough yep but i mean look it's I'm used to it, but it's just every once in a while, it's like, oh. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Luckily, at the I just sat on the of... couch and played <laughs> Jedi, Jedi and Survivor the whole time. with planet that you'll never visit instead. Yeah. yeah. Although, those, those, uh, you know, I'd like to go to Jedi. I bet there's not a lot of pollen on Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just feel like there's probably... Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. What else have we got for you guys? we got a bunch of housekeeping, but not as much as we've had the last few weeks. Uh, not as many smaller stories from this week. The first one was we finally got to see gameplay of Armored Core 6, Matt. Mm -hmm. um, what did you think of what they showed? 
It looks good. Um, it's nice to see Armored Core done up in that kind of graphical fidelity, just in general. Yeah. Um, you can see a little bit of Dark Souls in the like the the blocking. Is yeah, like but in not there. really though. That stuff is not in the others though. Like it's like, yeah. it's like adding a little bit more defense to it is an interesting twist. They've like, tweaked I, it a little bit. Like obviously, it's not going to play. Um, like Dark Souls, but mm-hmm. like I thought it was interesting that there's more, there's a more defensive angle now, which has been you know a big element of their of the Souls games and their other games. Like you can play that a little more. Bat. Whereas like the old Armored Core was like uh, kill 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 kill. Uh, you have to move fast fast fast. You know the old reverse grip on the controller, which yeah. I saw some people talking about on Twitter this week. That like the younger kids were like the what and like where you hold the controller basically back, facing backwards so your fingers can touch all the buttons at once because. The uh, the the unalterable control scheme on the, the Armor Core One and the PS One games and Armor Core Two didn't use the sticks, so to move the camera up and down was L two and R two, and to strafe was L one and R one, and the buttons were all all the various attacking things, and then you had to move with the D pad, and the st- the sticks did nothing. And, like, to do all that at once in the higher levels, you had to basically flip the control around so all your fingers could touch all that all at the same time. And it, it was, it's like the Monster Hunter claw, uh, you know? And, and, like, you show that to people now, and they're like, the, the what? Yeah, I don't, I don't like, see most From Software fans flipping the controller up. Well, maybe they will, actually. You never know. Like, <laughs> the, the, the From fans are dedicated. I don't think you'll need to do it in this because you have analog sticks functioning. Yeah. But, um... The flip, the flip around is uh, the, the the reverse grip. Look that up. Look up the Armored Core reverse grip. It's wild. There's people that still play it that way. The one thing I picked up on in this trailer is that it's not a typical From Software game. It is an Armored no, Core it's game. Armored Core. It's absolutely. And I do Core. wonder if From's fans are going to. But uh, you can see like there's a little more melee action. Yep. Than a normal Armored Core. And game you know has. why they put that in there. Yeah, you got, you're gonna have some souls people that are just like, oh, from I, I, one of the one of the articles I saw from some stupid site I'd never heard of. I don't remember what it was, like the gamer or something, you know, one of those generic names you've never you, know, yeah. you see like one review from and never see again. Yeah, it's, it was like from software made a mech game, and I'm like, <laughs> do, you, do you notice that there's a six at the end of that, <laughs> yeah. and that it's actually like the twentieth armored core game yeah. or something? Like this is not new, guys. Like yeah. there, those of us who are like, wow. Uh, from Software made a medieval fantasy game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the people who actually know From Software yeah. from all the decades prior. Yeah, yeah, I do like Armored Core. I used to play it, all of them. I mean, I think a lot of people just think that like the first game they ever made was Demon Souls. Yeah, that seems to me. Even though, like, even back then, people were like, dude, this is just like a really advanced version of Kingsfield. Like, yeah, they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, they had two things: they had Kingsfield and they had Armored Core, and they focused on Armored Core for a long time because that was they found a niche there. Mm-hmm. I don't think those games were ever super mega hits or anything. Yeah, but, like, they did well enough for what they cost to make. Yeah, and some of them were great, and some of them are not. Um, I'm it, interested to see the response to this game from yeah. the fans of From Software. I mean, I, from what I've seen, like a lot of people, most of the people in the know do know the yeah. deal. But I am sure there will be a wave of Souls people that don't really pay attention to anything other than Souls, and maybe are like, "Oh, this is not this isn't Souls with robots," kind of thing. You know? Because let's be honest, there's a lot of fanboys of From Software, yeah. and it'll be interesting to watch them try to navigate those choppy waters of. This isn't what I like from software for, but it's mm. from software, so I have to like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting thing. Also, it depends. Like, I mean, Armored Core has varied wildly in quality. Um, I would, if I'm a little surprised. Like, I wonder if you, we might get like collections or something because mm-hmm. they're so hard to get yeah. now. Like, they're they're very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not worth playing again. I would say the best one is For Answer. 
which I think was an Armored Core 3 or 4. That PS2, I think. I think it was one more up, but I'm not sure. The last one was Armored Core 5 Victory or Mm -hmm. something like that. That was PlayStation 3. Yeah, that was PS3. I think it was, yeah, it might have been PS2. 4 Answer is the best one. I think. I think that's PS2, if I remember correctly. I want, yeah, I want to say that was a spin-off of Armored Core 3. But it might have been... Because 4 was also on the 360. Mm-hmm. And the PS3, PS3, I think. Yeah. It was... We- what a weird... An Awakening Day is coming series. for the From Software fans. I, I have all those <laughs> games except, like, the weird PSP one yeah. or whatever. Um, and I can't remember. I don't think I've ever even opened Armored Core. The, the five I've only played off. two Armored Core games before. So. Yeah, I played all of them except... The last one, like I played. Five, I know exactly what they are, but though. I didn't play five, <laughs> whatever, five victory, five. Uh, They're also not easy, by the way. No, so if that's one thing you like hard. about from software games, you're probably going to get a challenge. Well, I will say, game. four answer is probably the easiest one, which is why most so, people liked it the most. <laughs> so if you're gonna, if you're like, I want to play an armored core game, like go find four answer, armored core four, four. Oh yeah, four because it's four, four, four answer, answer. yeah, because yeah, that's uh, that makes too much sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like that one. If you want to go real old school uh, and want to get your ass kicked, go play Armored Core Ninebreaker. Well, here's the thing, though. It's coming out this year. Yep. Which August. I drafted it in my 10th pick, I think, just on a whim. It could actually review pretty low. <laughs> That's the yeah, funny I don't part. Know. It's going to be very interesting. Like Armored, I mean, look, because like, looking at what that trailer, it still looks like Armored Core, and it still yeah. looks like it's going to be. I mean, Armored Core, is, if you love it, you love it. But if you don't, it's not going to win you over, I don't think. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting choice. I, I am trending towards having all 10 of my games be released. Yeah. I my fantasy I don't team. think I am. You I, are. It's dicey whether I you're going to need I definitely lost Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, and there's a question about probably Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, well, actually, that's in our. Yeah. <laughs> it's in our open. Although uh, some comments later made me feel better about that. Okay. So. Uh, next up, if you're a fan of Titanfall or Titanfall Two, which you should be, Titanfall Two, um, an amazing game, an yeah. amazing shooter that sold horribly. Well, Respawn yeah. is in the news right now because obviously we're all playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It's excellent Star Wars game. And so Vince Zampella is being interviewed and just off the cuff, somebody brought up Titanfall 3, long rumored to be in development. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in development at all. That was what we really learned from that quote. Now he Titanfall seems to have been... It looks like falling. it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame because Titanfall 2 is probably the best shooter campaign of the last like 15 years. It really is that good. Um, really, and if you guys really have not played it yet, go buy it for five or ten bucks. Yeah, it's like it's on sale now. It's like it goes for like five bucks. Yeah, I mean, something. look, you can see the B-roll right now. It doesn't look dated still. It still looks like a game that could come out tomorrow. Um, so if you haven't played yeah. Titanfall 2, and highly this, recommend yeah, it. And some of the stuff that goes on in it and the thing, like, you don't know where that story's going. Yeah. I promise. Like, it's it's real good. Yep. Um, both Matt and I both love it. So we highly recommend it. But it looks like we're not getting a Titanfall 3. He does. He did say that, like... You know, we think about it, we'd like to do it, but ultimately you're going to have to convince EA to do it. And yeah. that's a hard sell with the way the last game sold. Sure. So. Well, and also because, like, shooters aren't really breakouts anymore. Yeah, you know? like, it's really hard. Like, even if you do have a really good campaign or something, like, or compelling element, like, you're not going to break out of the shooter mold with it. Like, you're not going to get an audience beyond that. Yeah, well, we'll talk about another game here in a little bit. <laughs> Trying to break out of the mold and is struggling a little bit. Um, so anyway, chances of Titanfall 3 are pretty much zero at this point. So if you've been pining mm. for that game, you might want to find a new target to thirst over. Although he did say that team is working on a new IP. That's true. And like, so something's 
coming. Yeah. That's good news. It's just not going to be Titanfall 3, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's sad because I do love giant robots, but like, yeah. I'm sure those guys have some new cool idea up their sleeve. They always do. Yep. Uh, next up, so we just mentioned it, teased it a little bit, Spider-Man 2. Um, PlayStation announced this week that Spider Marvel Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac is scheduled to come out this fiscal year, which sent up some red flags because the fiscal year runs until March of next year, so people are like, maybe it doesn't make it in 2023. What did you say were the updates there were that they provided? There's some people who should know that were basically saying, like, you'll be playing it this year. Okay. Like, so When you say people who should know, were developers and Insomniac? Or? Um, not developers, but people who claim to have talked to them. Okay. Like, the target seems to be this year. Like, before Christmas. Okay. So, um, it sounds like March or whatever would be, like, worst-case scenario. They just yeah. can't get it done in time. It sounds like, basically, they... I mean, basically, the, I think people are reading too much into it. Mm-hmm. Because they said fiscal because it was a financial call. And the financial... You know, the investors don't care when Spider-Man comes out. They care that it's coming out this year because that means they will have the, that benefit in those dividends by the end of this tax period. Right, That's right. What, they don't care whether it comes out in October or March. They want to... They care whether it comes out before their next rollover basically yeah. so they don't need to be specific about that right, right we're not talking about warner brothers here where they're accidentally going to announce mortal kombat 12 talking to the investors yeah, like yeah. you know sony knows how to do that meeting so i wouldn't read too much into that i wouldn't either insomniac like never delays games it no, almost always hits its release targets sometimes they release them early yeah <laughs> so like, I would, we're gonna put this out three weeks earlier than we thought why not yeah like, so if you're sweating this not coming out this year i wouldn't like I no, think, i'm not worried about i think you're probably yet. gonna be okay um i would agree with that as well we get if we get to starfield's release date and we still don't know when spider-man's coming out maybe yeah but like i think the next day to play we will see more spider because we haven't seen any more than that, that one teaser clip. that we showed you is all we That's have it. it's literally yeah. 15 seconds long i mean this coming out party yeah. is a coming real soon and i'm very excited for that mm-hmm. as someone who really enjoyed the first one um yeah, so I mean, anyway we've, we've talked about how you know starfield's my most anticipated game because i have so many questions about it mm-hmm. but i will be <laughs> shocked if i don't, <laughs> don't like enjoy spider-man, spider-man more better than that yeah. I, I mean spider-man 2 is such a known quantity because of how insomniac is this mm-hmm. is like yeah why I'm not even worried about Spider-Man 2. Like, just, come on. Yep. Just worried about when I'm going to get to play it, and that's pretty much it. Um, yesterday, we got to see the first trailer of the Twisted Metal TV show. Now, we can't show you the trailer, unfortunately, because, as I say, every movie, every TV show, if we show you trailers of that stuff, we get beaten up on YouTube with copyright strikes. So we can never show you trailers for it. Did you watch it, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> what do um, you think? I do not understand why anyone is making a Twisted Metal show. <laughs> so like, the first season... is no Last of Us. No. The first season debuts on July 17th on Peacock, which is a streaming service. The first season has 10 30-minute episodes. Um, so, wow. <laughs> That's a yeah, lot of Twisted me, Metal. I just spend five hours of my life on this. Huh? Okay. <laughs> it is about this guy who just travels across the country on a road trip, basically. That's what it seems like. It's just a road mm. trip movie. Um, with the characters from the game as his nemesis trying to stop him from driving across the country. It looks pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows on the grand scale of video game TV shows where it will fall, but it doesn't look great. Um, I mean, how many video game TV shows have there been? Yeah. Especially guess, if you cut out animated. Yeah, you're right. Not a ton, as far as live action is concerned. I, it's, not, it's nothing to hear as a property. I don't... Th- I, I don't I don't know why you look through all of Sony's IP and think that's the one. <laughs> Maybe it's the one they could get the cheapest. 
Maybe, but it's, it can't be the one that was going to be cost the least to produce. Yeah. Like, this is, this. I mean... It looked like it has a decent budget. Yeah, it doesn't look like they cheaped on it. It just looks dumb because it's twisted metal. Paramount yeah. trying to become sort of the streaming home for video game TV shows after Halo and now this. Yeah. If it's Halo's Good quality. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so, we'll see. But again, it launches yeah, on... I don't, I don't need a show where Sweet Tooth fucks. Yeah, I mean... I mean not, <laughs> like, I didn't, it didn't help Halo, and it's not going to help this. I don't... Yeah. I mean, you also didn't really exactly see a lot of public outcry for this. It's not like Twisted Metal has a really strong... No. And there's no, like, synergy to it. It's not like they're putting out another Twisted no. Metal or anything. Because like, the last like, one they put out was a miserable failure. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Um, next up... Honkai Star Rail. Some of you guys are probably thirsty for that game. It just came out. Um, I wanted to play it before today to get it in today's show. Unfortunately, that did not happen. So, look, we do understand that Honkai Star Rail is on the cusp of becoming this big thing. Um, these Asian free-to-play RPGs, just for whatever reason, people just keep jumping on them. Because they're free. I mean, but there's lots of free games out there. Yeah, but, but these, these, things for, these things like present themselves like full full-blown like full single player yeah basically they look like games you would pay for a lot in a lot of cases um but anyway i think they had 20 strategy 20 million signups in the first like week i mean it's it's the genshin impact people it is like you're gonna get some bleed over no matter what it's pretty crazy so anyway i don't want you to think we're ignoring it we will talk about it in next week's show or whenever we do uh our next episode of game face but i just didn't have time to get to it and then a final piece of housekeeping this was the biggest surprise to me of the entire week is that Alan Wake 2 is absolutely coming out this year. Yeah, it's surprising. I was like, what? It really felt like this was years away. Yeah. It's, I mean, they said all along it was coming in 2023. And we just mm-hmm. were like, no way. Mm-hmm. We just blew it off. and like, you're crazy. There's no way it's going to... And it is. It's actually absolutely happening. Um, also, Remedy said that the Max Payne remake and Control 2 are just getting out of pre-production and are about to go into full production. Um, so both of those games are well on their way for delivery. Um, but this is the one that's closest and probably the one that, in all honesty, draws the most interest of those three, I would argue. Yeah, I mean, Control 2 has got some cachet, but people yeah. have been curious about this forever. Yeah, and as of right now, it looks like it's coming in Q4, so we'll have another big he looks game. looks like like Jared Leto. He really does. <laughs> I'm just like... Oh, I mean, I saw, sometimes I just assume it is him. Yeah, like, maybe it is. I, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. He could probably sue them for using his likeness. He or he that is in it. And we just right, we just don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the man did dress up as a cat yesterday. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you never know. Jared, Jared's up for every, anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, there is um, the housekeeping for episode 341. Let's check out you guys and see what y'all are up to before we get going into the show proper. Um, Peacock is NBC. I know that. Yeah. I think everybody knows that. Darmus, thank you for Twitch Prime. Appreciate it. Uh, Luna is here. That's right. She just made her, she makes her appearance at the beginning of the show and then she disappears. Yeah. Thankfully for you, you can't smell her. Yeah. She likes to use the litter box right before she, right before she comes in for the show. It's just like, and she's just like, with her butt facing me. So I'm just like, oh, great. No one has complained about the lack of smell o vision so no, far. No, definitely don't. <laughs> one Super Master Gamer, thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome. Um, Mike's Q, thank you for Twitch Prime, and he has a question. Did you see that um, Tears of the Kingdom leaked early and the frame rate is hardware locked to 20 frames? But I did not see that. Woof. I did not. By the way, anyone in chat who puts any spoilers in our chat for Tears of the Kingdom, you're going to get banned. So if you think you're funny, you think you're cool, even if you're making up stuff, 
don't put it in there. Don't put yeah. any of the spoilers for the game. Especially because anything chat. you make up is probably going to be better than what's in the game. Yeah, we're gonna we will ban you if you put any spoilers for the game in our chat. That's just the way it is. We protect our users here. So um, I did not hear that the hardware was locked to twenty frames per second because I ignored and tried to avoid all the spoilers, and that is really disappointing to hear. Yep. But not surprising. Not surprising. No. In the least. Like, I mean, the last game, it dipped to 20 all the time. Yeah. And if they're trying to make it better, make it look better, and be, you know, a better looking game in general, it's going to slow down the frame rate. So I'm not that surprised, but I am disappointed. Um, it's on Game Pass 2. I'm not sure what Vincent's talking about there. Definitely not Spider-Man, that's for sure. Um, uh, Armored Core? The... Is Armored Core on Game Pass? I don't know. Chrome Hound's better, greater than Armored for Core. Answer. Maybe four answers on PlayStation Now or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, Chrome Hound's greater than Armored Core. Hmm. That's a tough comparison. They're not. They're they're the same, but they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Very different games. I did play a lot of Chrome Hounds though back in the day when yeah, it Chrome came Hounds out. Chrome Hounds was good. Its Chrome network Hounds. stuff was really interesting yeah, it was and really revolutionary cool. for the time. It really was. Yep. Toast Nine. Thank you for Twitch Prime. Twenty six months. I appreciate it. We need it. Um, AJ the Legend Watson. Thank you. Get Up Kid. Twelve eighty four. Thank you. Um, MHG and Morton Joe, thank you for subbing to Sifted Games on Twitch. AJ the Legend Watson, thank you for gifting tier one subs to people who showed up. Um, El Guapo, thank you for the kind words uh, for my recovery. I really appreciate that. I just want you guys to know this isn't like a life or death situation here. Like, I think maybe like one hundredth of one percent of people ever die from what I'm about to have done. So don't worry, I'm gonna like in any danger of passing away or anything, unless something tr crazy happens. That would have to be a pretty big error. It really would be, and I would be rich, and then game, and then like game face. Like maybe if a truck drives <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. OR or something, that would be. Yeah, I would be rich, and sifted would turn into a juggernaut overnight. But not worth it. Still not worth it. Erebus Jones and J Reed Vic Seven, thank you for Twitch Prime. You guys are awesome. The Big Smoke eighty two, thank you. Um, and I think that's it. Ultimate Villain. Thank you for Twitch Prime. And, and the Wampler 13. And that's it. Okay. I think we're just about ready, Matt. For an This is going to be an awesome episode of Game Phase. We have two amazing games right off the top, and the rest of the topics in this show are great, too. But before we get to that, it's time to hear a word from... Oh, Titanfall 2 is on Game Pass. That's oh, what oh about. gotcha. Okay. Uh, plus. Okay. Before we get to that, though, it's time to hear a word from our awesome sponsor. LS Cream is a fine cream liqueur created by fellow gamer and sifter Stevens Charles. It's inspired by an ancestral recipe from Haiti called Cray Mass and a double gold winner for its original taste at the New York Wine and Spirit International Competition. LS Cream can be enjoyed on the rocks or as a mixer for drinks with its rich blend of fresh cream and neutral grain spirits with notes of coconut, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. It's great in coffee or to make espresso martinis. To learn more, discover amazing drink recipes, or to track down your own bottle using a handy store locator, head to creamls.com. That's creamls.com. One thing I forget to say, and I have not said since our sponsorship started with LS Cream, is that all those drinks that you see in the ad you can go to creamls.com and the recipes for those drinks are there. So I always watch that ad and I get thirsty watching it. But if you really want to make those drinks, you absolutely can. Go to creamls.com. There's not just that there. You can learn about the product. Um, this actually comes, this is a recipe from his family. 
um, called Cray Mass. Hmm. Um, he had to teach me how to say that. I did not know how. Um, but anyway, this is an ancestral recipe that comes from his family. It's way better than Bailey's. Go to creamls.com. There's a store locator there. You can find out how to buy it. Buy it. Use the recipes. Make some awesome drinks. And watch Game Face while you're drinking them. Um, okay. And with that, it is time to kick off Game Face 341 proper. We're going to kick things off with undoubtedly the biggest release of the week, and that is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Before we get going, though, Matt, you have something very special that you want to share with everybody, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot I ordered this, but it's the collector's edition of uh, Jedi Survivor. I got to watch out because Luna left a little butt residue there. (laughs) You don't want to ruin the box. (laughs) Just did that and left. Yeah, that's how they roll. So. Yeah, so Matt got the, is this 300 bucks? Is that right? It's 300. I have to look it up. I forgot I ordered this, and all of a sudden, like, last week, it's like, you shipped now? It just got you. It's a limited run games thing. It's like, it just yeah. shipped. And I'm like, all right. Did I, <laughs> yeah, did I do that? That sounds like me. That sounds like something I would have done. Because normally I don't care about this, the limited edition stuff, because I don't need any more statues of garbage. But, like, yeah. this comes with a lightsaber. And not just a lightsaber. Yeah. That thing weighs probably eight pounds. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a real heavy one. It's, it's no joke. It's it's not unfortunately yesterday they announced they're putting out a bigger one with the full extra handle and double blade as part of the the May, the, the Star Wars month celebration. Uh, um so I'm going to have to get that too. But like but I didn't know about that one. That didn't exist yet when we did this. Uh, and then under here is the game and a uh, metal case. And your certificate of authenticity. Oh, certificate, yeah, it's like number 4000 something out of 5000. Apparently I barely got in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a hefty boy. And uh, so that the the saber part didn't come with it, right? No, the blade I already had from. Of course, they did. So, oh. Is it not working? No, nah, it's just not. I unscrewed it by accident a little bit there. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so they're making these lightsaber handles now that just fit the de facto yeah. blades. Yeah, they're all um, they're all standard now. So like that was smart. So there's a stand. These are the standard ones you get at Disneyland, mm-hmm. and then there's like the Elite FX ones, which are like special. Those are the highest end ones. Mm-hmm. Those each come with a specific blade for their saber, which is the length of the blade for that particular saber. No, oh. and they've even started labeling them now. They say like Darth Vader, Obi Wan Kenobi on the side of the blade because they all come out. So although I got like ten like loose blades like laid, laid up against the corner of the wall, and you can't tell which one's which. Unless they have na- names the names, so yeah. I, got, I actually got to take the ones that don't have the names and write the names in like silver sharpie on. Wow, them so I know which ones they are because there's too many. But this is one of the standard length one blades you get from. Oh, it even makes a noise when you take the blade out. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> that's pretty sweet, dude. So yeah. And what kind? What kind of gas is in that tube that makes it go up the tube as it lights it's up? Not, it's an LED. Oh, it's just an LED. Yeah. Interesting. It's a, it's, a stri- it's a progressively lit strip. Oh, it's a strip in there, and they just fog the. Oh, now I can see it. Interesting. Okay. That's pretty cool. And they fog it so you can't see the LEDs. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty sweet. So yeah. $300. It can be yours. Was it worth yeah. it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a good version of this. It's better than the one they had before, which had the ripped up bottom, which I didn't like. Yeah. So this is like his, his fixed version. Unfortunately, the new one coming like next week is better. It's it's the big version. It has the double saber, the other blade mm-hmm. on the bottom. It looks like it might separate. It's hard to tell. Uh, and it changes color. Mm. It has like five different colors. Oh, wow. So you can customize it the way you do in the game. As we say on here, or at least we've been saying it a lot lately, if you want to buy game stuff that will increase in value, 
is not games anymore, people. It's stuff like this. It's limited edition stuff for games. It's limited edition consoles like the new Zelda Switch OLED. If you buy that and keep it unopened, that'll increase in value a lot over time. Stuff like this increases in value a lot over time. It's not really buying games anymore, unfortunately. So just something to keep in mind. But now, Matt, it's time to talk about the game proper. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the follow-up to Respawn's excellent Metroidvania um, from only just three years ago. We don't get sequels this quick yeah, anymore. It's yeah. very rare that we get stuff Which this fast. Which might explain why it came in so hot. Uh, yeah. Like it's, uh, 150 gigs of Star Wars, mm-hmm. Matt. Which will I think will slowly reduce. Yeah, as they time. compress the textures yeah. and all that other stuff. Um, they learn to use the Kraken. But it's like 150 gigs install on like I think PS5 and Series X, and on like Series S, it's 44. Yeah. So yeah, there's some... Something. There's, there's some uncompressed stuff <laughs> yeah, happening absolutely. there. Absolutely. Um, so we should probably approach this at first as if somebody did not play the first game. Mm-hmm. The first game did sell pretty well. I think well, this one's... Very well. Yeah. This one's probably going to sell better, I would imagine. Probably. A little bit. Certainly faster, yeah. I think. But this game picks up five years after mm-hmm. the first game. Um, yeah, it, so this is... Um, We'll let so this Matt, is, you do the synopsis, because so you, you're doing a way better job than I ever so this will. this is 14 years after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So, 14 years after Order 66. So it was nine years, I think, mm-hmm. after um, after the previous. And so, Cal is like... I don't say Cal is like 24 in this yeah. or so. Like, he's mid-20s. Um, so, he's a little older, a little... little, little Filled out a little bit. Doesn't quite look as... He looks goofy. like an adult now yeah, instead of a kid. he doesn't look as goofy. Yeah. He can grow a beard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can unlock 20 different beards <laughs> that you'll beard. never... you got to go through a lot of trouble to actually figure out how to grow a mustache, weirdly. But, like, yeah, it's... Yeah, a lot of the unlocks you come across in this game are cosmetics. Yeah. I mean, they were in the first one, too. But yeah. More Which now. I am not a fan of, I'll just admit. Um, but I like it okay. Like, I like when I find new clothes I like and, like... Um, some of the a lot of the customization the customization stuff has expanded a lot, but a lot of it I just don't even I don't want to make BD one look different. Really. He's he's actually the, I I keep Cal kind of the same. I only change his outfit I think twice. BD I actually do like swap in and out like parts for him. I paint him. him pretty this I paint him, but I yeah. I'm pretty much the same. I have messed with uh, Cal's outfit a lot to find something because the problem is like I like capes and the robes and things, and he doesn't really get those. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, at one point, well, in the, the game, capes the stuff clips through the capes, clips through the capes, and the capes aren't very long. And he hasn't. I, I haven't. Found, I found like Jedi robes that are just sort of the inner robe. Like I'm. I've been that's having, what I'm wearing now. I'm having him wear that. Yep, yeah, that's what I'm uh, wearing too. I had him wear like the hunter outfit for a while, like the, the little commander outfit that. Little, little tiny cape, little Lando cape, but like none of it's really very satisfying to me in that regard. And as a matter of fact, at some point in the game, someone says something about like, uh, you're like, oh, it's like one of the the one of the High Republic, the High Republic droid is like, you're not you're not wearing the standard issue Jedi robes. And he's like, more of a poncho guy. I'm yeah. like, I know, dude. We don't like the ponchos. <laughs> There's I mean, a little joke there, I think, from yeah. Respawn because people complain. I still don't care about the cosmetics. I. I don't like that they're pretty much the only thing you ever stumble across. Like, after a while, I got tired of, like, opening up the crates because I was like, oh, I'm just going to get another beard or another <laughs> color, co- yeah. colorway. I or- like that stuff. I, 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 because I like the Jedi, the, the, or the, um, I like the, uh, the saber customization stuff more, and I like the blaster customization and uh, I don't, I, I mess around with his clothes, but I don't really mess around with his face much. No, I, don't, I haven't I don't, touched his face. Nothing really improves Cal's face. Nope. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say off the top, I think he's a terrible character. I, I have I no affinity towards Cal at all. Like, I just don't care about him. I, I don't know what it is, but I just, 
he's just not interesting to me. He just feels like this boring, blank slate of a person. Now, they do try to, like, impart emotion into the character in the game, and I think they do a decent job of trying, but there's just something about him I just don't care. No, I, I, I like him in this more than the first one. I'd agree with that, um, for sure. He's better. And he's, I think, uh, a lot of Cal's... Um I don't know, appeal's not the right word, but, like, his relationship with BD-1 and his treatment of droids as real people Mm -hmm. uh, goes a long way with me. I'd agree. That's something that I always think is interesting about Star Wars that they kind of refuse to explore is the fact that, like... It's their pets, basically. No, it's a sentient slave race. No. Is, is what droids are. Like, a BD-1 is like a, like a dog, obviously. There's, like, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. But, like, these are real thinking creatures yeah, that yeah. clearly have... I think they've done a good job with that in a lot of the Disney stuff, too, that's been on Disney+. Plus. Sort of. Humanizing the droids. Oh, humanizing them, for sure. But it's like like in Andor, that one droid who, like, mourns for that one character Mm -hmm. when they die. Yeah. I'm like, uh, how do you have this scene and still have scenes of them being, like, disintegrated? and Yeah. Like, at some point, Star Wars has to address the fact that the the main character of the original trilogy had two slaves. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. But they are, look, they are machines. Yeah. But but with AI now, the lines are getting blurred, for sure. Well, I think you have, in the Star Wars universe, I think you have a very kind of solid out there, which is, like, in a universe where the Force exists, uh, you know, surrounded by and created by all living things... It would actually make some sense to consider a droid, which does not have any connection to the Force, to be definitively a non-living thing. Right. Um, but then you get into questions about like what defines consciousness or whatever. But like Star Wars seems to have, as a society, decided already that droids don't count. Yeah, they're Maybe, not. They're not sentient, and they. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you can say, like, oh well, the Force kind of fell out of favor in the Imperial era. Yeah, but the Imperials were also enslaving like other aliens that weren't human. So mm-hmm. it's like clearly the Empire doesn't care about consistency. There, it's a it's a fascist like galactic like uh, dictatorship. Um, but there's something to be explored there, and I always wonder if um, the makers of Star Wars will ever have the balls to try it. Yeah, probably um, not. <laughs> but I like when you see little glimpses of characters like Cal who treat the droids as just as real as yeah. the other characters in the game. Like, well, it, I love that every time he meets a new person in this game, he introduces himself and BD One. He does, yeah. Like I, I really, and so well, actually, he's not, most I'm, people he runs into are like BD One. Yeah, <laughs> he's more excited to see the droid than they are him. Oh no, who can blame him? I mean, <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah, when the original crew gets back together, everyone's like, it's like BD One, right? And then he's like jumping around, and and yeah. everyone's like, oh hey, Cal. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing with I Cal, feel the same way. I'll be honest with you. I like BD One no, a I mean, lot more than Cal. I don't disagree that that Cal is not a tremendously compelling character, but yeah. I do think he's there's an improvement here, and I kind of understand his journey better. Yeah, here. like it's. It's it's something I can identify with a little more on this. Um, the supporting cast definitely takes you a long way. Um, Marin's great in this. I'm glad she gets a little more, a lot more screen time mm-hmm. in the first game, and, and you get to see more about her. Some of the new characters are great. The the, the impenetrably Scottish fishing banana slug <laughs> in the deep sea diving yeah. suit is amazing. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of cool stuff in there. And, and like, and, yeah, as we've talked, I mean, about, Cal is probably my least favorite character in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like some of the villains less, but, like, just because they're only on screen for, like, five minutes. Yeah. But, um, like, the main villain is, is just an obnoxious twit, but yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, you don't have You're to You're supposed like to hate him. him. Yeah. Not, you don't spend a lot of time with him. Yep. But, like, and it, but yeah, it's 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 cool. Like, I will say the other thing, as a you probably maybe don't know what this is, but as a Californian, 
one of the problems with Cal is that the, the name Cal just makes me think of Cal Worthington, <laughs> yeah. who was a used car lot owner in Southern California who ran commercials all up and down the state when I was growing up. For like, here's Cal Worthington and his dog Spot. And it's oh, like, really? If go, yeah, if you go on a better car, <laughs> I am not Cal. aware of him at all. <laughs> if you want to get a truck, go see Cal. Like it just, oh, oh, I mean, that's it's in my head forever. So when I see him, it's like, here's Cal Kestis and his droid Spot. Like, like that's the only thing I think. You know, if you want to use the force, go see Cal. Like it's like. <laughs> Go, go, go! Look on YouTube. Look up Cal Worthington and, and watch those commercials because those played every fucking that's, commercial that's break like in the afternoon. Better Call Saul. It's yes, exactly. <laughs> I guarantee you, Better Call Saul is a part Rip reference some of to that. him. Yeah, yeah. and because Cal, Cal Worthington and his dog Spot, every time every commercial would be his dog Spot, but the dog Spot was another exotic, like a lion or a kangaroo. Well, he even did the really terrible commercials. Or, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what that's a reference to. I'm I guarantee. Sure. You. I, I, if you I grew up in California in the seventies and eighties, you saw. Cal yeah. Worthington every single commercial break and that's all I think about because <laughs> I'm like I'm like if I was working on this game I would not have been able to resist like a little Easter egg where there's a little ad like with the Cal Worthington song but it's Cal trying to get like younglings to come train with him as Jedi <laughs> like that that is that would be the thing or selling speeders or something yeah. like it's it's right there I'm that's a thing very regional thing I'm sorry it's like you know when you tell stories about Amish stuff I yeah, guess, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I don't do all that often but no. But basically, um, yeah. Let's get back to the story. It's five so. years later, and Cal, uh, the, the the crew is broken up. Uh, Cal is running the Mantis, the ship from the first one, um, and he is basically tormenting the Empire as best he can with various crews. And you pick up with him having been captured and being brought to a, a senator, a senator from Utapau. Um, uh, because you know, obviously, Imperials are hunting Jedi, and the senator thinks he can turn Cal into the Empire and get like, you know, brownie points. And it turns out that it's all set up and the people who captured Cal are his new team and you kind of fight your way out of Coruscant. And at the end of it, uh, everybody except one of them gets killed horribly because of yeah. mistakes that are made. I was made. really surprised that um Yeah, they really happened. go for it. Yeah, on they're, they're, no one's sacred in this game. No, not at all. And like, and so then like you kind of have to go on the run and the Mantis gets damaged and you, you crash land on a planet and like you kind of start you know, on a planet called uh, Kodo. And uh, that's where Grease, the, the alien guy with the forearms from the first movie, first game, um, uh, he set up camp at a. You, he's got. A, he's running a bar, saloon, which he always talked about opening yep. in the first game, and uh, so that's kind of your home base, and that's one of the one of the planets that's like super huge and has tons of stuff to explore. Um, which just more is more and more and more on that planet. Like it's yeah. Like at one point I was like twenty hours in. I'm like I must have gotten through most of this planet. It's like thirty five percent complete. Yeah, I know. Like, oh I saw God. that too. It's like, like kind of disheartening. Like, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of planets that are just like huge open find all the secret stuff planets, and they're mm -hmm. they're great. But it's like it's um, almost overwhelming. Game is huge. It really like, it is big. Going. Yeah, it's and bigger than I thought it was going to be. Me too. But I mean, I'm glad for that. I, I like that. I mean, like a lot. Of, there's a ton of planets. I was worried about like because they were being really cagey about how many planets. Oh, yeah. there well, they're like, well, there's Coruscant. There's Coruscant, and it's like, but there's like Jeddah, which oh, is yeah. like he, another <laughs> yeah. big open run around and look around things. Coruscant, and there's tons of other planets that are just like kind of one shot dungeons. Yeah, but like it counts. Yeah, like, yeah. you still new. You're still to going go. to the planet. I, I love yeah. going to see like a new place. Yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely. Star Wars game. That's a whole thing. Yep. Um, that's Bode. <laughs> that's your, your new bro. <laughs> and I know, like, there's a romance thing with with him and Marin, but like, the real sexual tension is between him and Bode. I'm sorry. Yeah, you like, think yeah. so? Oh, there's, there's something there. Like, <laughs> well, you um, you, I would argue that you do fight alongside 
comrades more in this than oh, the last sure. one. And the there's point, a mecha- there's mechanics for it. Mechanics so you like, hit yeah. R1 and hit yeah. square. You can sick your teammates on enemies. And you can also take control of enemies. And there's a whole skill yeah. tree for that where it it extends the duration that you have control of them and they yeah. will go and attack. Like I use that on creatures all the time. Oh yeah, big creature. Well, and they're also very, clearly they're very proud of the fact there's three factions in the game. There's mm-hmm. Imperials, Raiders, and Monsters. And if you and they will fight each other in the wilds. Like if, you, if they run into each other in the open world, they will just have a fight and you can stumble across that and you can manipulate them. And like, I love finding like a bunch of stormtroopers fighting a big monster and just mind control the monster and let them mm-hmm. wipe out all the stormtroopers. Just sit back and watch them yeah. fight. Yeah. To the point that there's a mini game about that like that explicitly you know the, the hollow table thing you can you can unlock a hollow table game where you basically spend points to unlock any enemy you've fought and scanned already yep. and you can use them in like your little team you line them up like a turn-based rpg battle yep. and then you hit the button and they just go a real-time fight yeah i couldn't AI. believe that was in there it's, it's really cool <laughs> it is yeah like, <laughs> I, was surprised. I, I was like wow that's so crazy I, I, I mean you see why this game came in so high. There's so much in it. There like is a they, lot. They did yeah. so much in three years. This like is definitely a bigger game than I anticipated, yeah. just in general. Absolutely. And, like, the performance and the technical issues are not acceptable, but at least it makes a little more sense why it happened, playing this thing and just being like, oh, my God, it's still, it's still going. It's more stuff. It's more stuff. There's more yeah. you can do. They're introducing, like, core concepts of things that are still listed as undiscovered in the main menu, like... 15 hours in. Like you get new abilities yeah. 15, 20 hours in. Yeah. Like, like there's like, <laughs> like important hour, ones. 20 hours in, I'm like, I'm going to go look around the main planet. And, so, and I realize, no, I'm missing like three abilities to unlock stuff. Yeah. Still. I'm like, I, I have no idea what opens What is that. it? Yeah. And, and like, I mean, there's some things that I saw the first hour of the game yeah. that I still have not got the ability to go back and open yeah. up. And I've been playing the living crap out of this game. Mm-hmm. Me too. I was, it was, I mean, for all the prompts, so I did, I got this on PlayStation 5 and PC. Mm hmm. Uh, I've been playing it on PS5 because the PC version is just borked. All this B-roll is PS5, by um, the way, running in uh, quality mode. Yeah, I play it in quality mode. You know me, I, I prefer prefer yeah, I prefer performance mode usually. Mm-hmm. Performance mode on this game is garbage. Yeah, it looks like, bad. It looks terrible. Like the, the textures are muddy and indistinct and you can't see any detail on them. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do And it drops full of 60 constantly. So what's the point? Yeah. Like this, the... Quality mode has its own problems and still isn't perfect, and it does drop, you know, in certain places. But it's more reliable and it looks vastly better. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll improve over time. Yeah. But I have I've been going quality and have not really regretted it. It's entirely playable on my PC. You know, we know you know that I have a I have the <laughs> the monster. I have the thirteen thousand CPU <laughs> and the forty ninety GPU. It runs. Um, it's weird. It runs like if you just stand and still, it runs at like seventy. Oh, hey, look, another pair of pants. Commander pants. <laughs> it's so disheartening when you're opening up but this like, stuff and it's just like garbage. But the uh, the uh, I like those pants actually. <laughs> I wore those pants for a while. Um, but the uh, um, oh, thank God, there's fast travel. Finally, yeah. there's fast travel. Yeah, you can thing. fast travel pretty much yeah, all starts uh, everywhere, third, all over the place. Like a third meditation point. Like you never need to go walk anywhere you want. You yeah, want to go if you have already. Been Even there, with the great. ship too. Like you just yeah. basically yeah. like you don't really travel to any of the planets. It's really just a warp. Yeah, well, it's always, there's always a fun conversation. And yeah, some, yeah. And for some reason, you again, you still have to sit down. Yep. Before, <laughs> before you land, he always makes you, you sit down. We're coming in. I'm like, well, so what? <laughs> there's inertial dampers on this thing. I'm going to stand, jerk. But yep. like, um, wait. Let's before we move on though, let's finish up talking about the story because I don't want to yeah. spoil anything. But kind of what becomes most important to the story eventually. Yeah, I finally understand what the confusion over the High Republic was. Yeah. Back when we talked about the preview before, because he basically you find a High Republic relic mm-hmm. and 
it opens up this idea that, you know, because the planet you're on, there's like this warp storm thing above it. And it turns out that on the other side of that unnavigable warp storm is this other planet called Tantalor, which is like maybe a, it might be a lost Jedi. The secret Jedi planet. Might, like there's, yeah. It's a thing like no one else could get to. So theoretically, if they could find a way to Tantalor, they could hide out there as the new Jedi Order and sort of like build up their, their yeah. forces and bide their time until they could come back and do something about the Empire. So the thrust of the main quest is trying to follow the the path of, of how to navigate that. And in the process, you accidentally wake up a guy who's in, which you saw on the trailer, the guy in the back to tent. He was like the first trailer, the teaser. Yeah. It's all it was, was and him. He's, he's from the High Republic and... Um, not let's not spoil anything. Not entirely about stable. Yes, just that's a good that way to put it. Let's not say much about him, but yeah, but there's a lot of stuff going. That's on really there. the crux of the plot. So you get the team back together pretty quickly in this. Like yeah. all the people that you worked with in the prior game, you get them all in a room together. Not too far into the no, game. It's, it's pretty. It's it's fairly. It takes a little while. The but, main quest. It's pretty early in. But and um, then they but, even comment on it. They're like, "Look, yeah. we're all in the same. Yeah, they even the make a joke. Room. It's yeah. just like, okay, great. But that's not the crux. Gardening. There's gardening. If you want to tell me the one thing I didn't think was going to be this game a rooftop garden we actually game. knew that though when we previewed the game months ago that yeah. was one of the things that we talked it was about more extensive like everything in this game is more extensive than i yeah. thought yeah because be. you go out and you collect seeds and you grow them and then eventually you find this guy out in the world mm -hmm. who comes to tend the garden for you yeah and you but get, then like, you get like gardening bonus abilities yeah so it's, it's like <laughs> And There's you can so see the mounts. We already we've already yeah. shown you two different mounts. As it turns out, the the gliding thing is just this context sensitive, and that's kind of absurd, <laughs> honestly. That you have this bat thing that just sits there and waits for you to come over, and then he flies you from one butte to the next. They all like, really like you. They're just, <laughs> they're just hanging out in case you need a ride. That was there's, and some of them like won't go certain level. There was one where I'm like, oh, I want to see what's down there because I'm flying over an interesting thing, and every time I drop, it was just far enough that I die. Yeah, I and I had to get to a different bat that yeah. flew lower. I'm like, fly lower, bat. It wouldn't fly lower. There's definitely some gamey stuff. They're, they're in basically this. a different take on the zip lines yeah that's all they are yeah. really and and every once in a while you have a little you, bit of control over every it. once in a while you got to do a thing where you got to unlock like heat vents to let them like pop back up to get to yeah where you go. that's all there is to it they're not you do not get a flying mount as yeah you can't I, just like you can't just use them wherever you want to like which sucks like there's mm -hmm. lots of times in this where i'm way up high and i would love to have a glider to just glide down to the ground yeah splitting my time between this and horizon forbidden west that's the one thing that i keep like I, I keep when i go back to horizon i forget she can't double jump and when i go back to this i forget that he can't glide yeah like those are the two things that mess me up so you're seeing here i'm using my allies powers there so yeah. she I, has the ability to tie enemies down to the ground so if you hold r1 on a playstation and then hit x and if you're facing the enemy she will use like almost like a spider-man like ability to trap enemies to the ground and each ally has their own sort of special abilities that you can use as they also as you can see she just also fights alongside you mm -hmm. um, and helps you do damage but i do love that you can just rant, go up and fight like a scout walker or whatever yeah. you want like that they're, they're a regular enemy i was afraid at first but by the time i got to this point in the game matt i was just walking through the game right. man here's like hardly anything could kill me with um even with polygons review and a few others like I think this game is absolutely easier than the first one. I think so too. And I just, uh, in terms of combat, at least, like uh, I read one review where the the person was like, "It's too hard." Yeah, I would have liked it, but it's too hard. And Polygon, I was like, Polygon I expected like this hard. It's not. It's not. It really isn't. Like you have so many tools, and he's. I mean, he he literally is still fully upgraded from the first game. Yeah, and you just add to that. I'm and like, I there's one optional boss that I couldn't beat. 
and that's it. Everything else has been basically a walkover. After 12 hours into the game, I was just a devastator. Oh, he's he's a beast. Yeah, and it's great. I mean, I I love I love it. And also, uh, having just finished the first game again to replay it in preparation for this, um, the parry window on standard difficulty is like almost three quarters of a second wider Mm. than the first game. I actually ended up choosing an option in this that cut my my window down. Oh, the perk. Yeah. yeah. It, it lowers that, but it does more stamina damage. Yeah. That's a good one. Because it basically lowers the the parry window to the standard parry window from the first game. Right. So, like, yep. it's, it's entirely doable, and it's a good bonus. Yeah. The I, perk system. Another thing that we... Yeah. That, so, when you go... So much stuff. Yeah, when you sit down at a meditation point, there's so much you can do. You can use your skill points that you've earned. You can set up your perks. Now, initially, you have three perk slots yeah i eventually did something out in the world that got me a fourth slot yeah you can get there's about several different ways to get more perk slots but it takes forever to get perks in this game yeah i had my first perk for probably like six hours before i got my second perk Yeah, the perks tend to be rewards for optional areas and a lot of those optional areas are places you can only get when you have other abilities you've gotten going through the main story yeah you won't find them on your own i will say one thing i do like is all the abilities that will help you get places and unlock locations they are all gotten through the main story Mm -hmm. you can't miss them and they're not like oh i didn't do this random side quest so i didn't get this one ability which is why i haven't been able to open this kind of door for like 40 hours like as long as you're playing if you can't figure out how to get through something play the main quest for all and you'll probably get that ability soon yeah yeah so that i do like that the skill trees in this are insane there's so many much better there's what like 10 uh, skill well, there's, trees. There's five stances and three force ones and three uh, three survival ones. I think so. That sounds right. So more than eleven. 10. Yeah, Le- there's 10 a 11. lot. And I'll be honest with you, when I first started playing it, all I kept putting my skill points in was just health and stems. Yeah, I put a lot in survival. I, I got like one or two. Like I, my my stances are single saber and twin sabers. Um, they're all pretty good. Like double saber is so improved in this. Yeah, it's not even funny. Like, I, yeah. I mean, it was always. I enjoyed me- messing around with all the stances, honestly. Yeah. But I did stick with like the pole for the most part, like because yeah, double saber is really good. Because you use it, if you use like the force power with it, it just yeah. it just wrecked shop. Like it's, it's crowd control. It made the game so so easy. Cal I think. is way better, uh, both because of the upgrades he has from the first game and the upgrades you can get. And Cal's way better handling groups. Yeah, it's like you get there's a there's a bonus area where you fight 150 uh, battle droids, like mm-hmm. from the you know from the prequels yeah and like i think i got touched like twice the yeah whole time. like like you can wreck people in this game and it's yeah there it's are amazing. impromptu and horde modes great. that you it come across really that you you just find this thing and then you activate it and you just get transported to this horde mode arena battle yeah. basically um and they're easy too like i managed to walk through all of those like yeah. I like, really found very little resistance in this game. From the combat, yeah. I, yeah. I think the combat, they they really worked on it and really made it That was better. a great caveat you just shared there, Matt, uh, because you're right. There's yeah. other parts but of the game that are... <laughs> there's other elements that I'm like, mm. Yeah, it's, look, it's, the game's not perfect. No. Um, it, it has some issues. The biggest issue that I have generally is that it doesn't follow a lot of the typical design philosophies, where you introduce something... The first time it's very simple, mm-hmm. and then each time you show it after that, it becomes more complicated, but you've learned from the time prior, and so it's this natural learning curve. In this game, a lot of the times they'll introduce something that you've never done before in the game, but they'll introduce it in a way that you is so obtuse that it's almost impossible to know what the game is asking you to yeah, do. For, for the people who constantly whine that like games spoon feed you too much this game does not no it doesn't tell you half the shit you can do i've spent i spent a lot of time in this game okay i finished that objective now what yeah i've spent a fair i've spent a fair amount of time being like 
what do you want me to do? Where do I go? Even in the very beginning on Coruscant, there's yes. a couple places where I'm like, where do you want me? Like, exactly. And I'd accidentally find like a, like a, it was like an optional area, which ended with like a bonus thing or a four second. I'm like, okay, now I don't know where you want me to go. Yeah. I turned out I had to jump on this thing. And there was a, it was a climbable texture like way up here. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea it was there. And it's like, that happens a lot in this game. It does, yeah. Um, and you, fin- they you, will you finish and- an objective, and you're like, I have no idea where to go next yeah. or what to do next. And there's, like, even the little cues of, like, okay, so, like, the, the horizontal lines mean you can run on the thing. Okay, I see that, but how do you want me to get up there? Mm-hmm. And there's places where, like, later on they started introducing things like jumping from certain climbable elements to onto a running, like, a very small running area and then jump to that through a flagpole and then over, like, a like one of the slidey uh, yeah. things. And I'm like... There's, it's so awkward. There's because, no build up to because it because the well, yeah. it's also so awkward because like they didn't really improve the jankiness of the jumping and the and the physics on yep. that. And there's moments where I'm like, am I doing it wrong? Is there supposed to be like, an intermediate step? I second guess myself so many really. times playing this game, and I would wander off. So I'd get stuck, and I'd be like, okay, I've tried everything. This can't be what they want me to do. I'd wander off and spend twenty or thirty minutes every, trying everything else, and come back and be like, no, this is it. And mm-hmm. then you try it again, the same thing, and then it works. Yeah, I definitely had a couple times where I'm like, why can't I make that jump? And I looked around, and I tried it again, and I just made it. And you made it, and I don't and know that what is the infuriating. Was. Yeah. Like, it, you will burn time through that. I'll be honest with you, Matt. After I got to, like, the 20-hour mark, I started getting pissed off about it. And when I started getting to those points, I just stopped, like, trying to figure it out on my own. And I just started going and watching YouTube videos because I was like, I'm not wasting another 40 minutes on this. And you want to know what I found watching the YouTube videos? everybody's dealing with the same thing we are. Mm-hmm. So if you go and watch those YouTube videos, they cut at that same spot where I would be stuck, the video would cut. And then they'd come back after they figured it out and they'd fi- go on with it. So this is a problem that everybody is having playing this game. There's just certain points in it where it just doesn't mm. clearly tell you what it wants you to do or it hasn't built up your knowledge base or your skill base in such a way that you would expect to do what the game is asking you to do. Well, I don't quite agree with that. I would say it's because like there's things where I'm like, okay, more often than that, once I figure out where it wants me to go, sometimes I just don't know where it wants me to look, mm-hmm. you know, and there's no way to indicate that. Yeah. And a couple times I've only figured out where I need to be because I look at them. A map is actually greatly improved. It is better. Um, yeah. I've only, fi- okay, so you want me to go there. But still not through here. perfect. Not perfect, but way better. <laughs> yeah. Way, way better. It is. Yeah. And, but like there's things where I'm like, I'll look at these things and I'll be like, I know what you want me to do. I don't know how you want me to do it. Mm-hmm. Not because of like, I don't know what buttons to press, but because like, okay, do I need to be high or low on this wall run? Yep. And if I go too high, he skips it. Mm-hmm. And then when he f- skips off of it, as he falls, he turns and then he runs the other way and falls to his death. And I'm like, okay, yep. it's you're not helping me do what, I mean, you're, you're like, I appreciate giving me the freedom and the physics of the game to sort of like find my own path, but it doesn't transition from that freedom to the kind of canned animation of the certain interactable elements yep. in a way that makes me feel like I'm in control most of the yeah, time. Yeah, you can't play this game freeform. You can't just Very be like, hard to do that. like, you can't. Like, you can't just, like, jump around, like, in a Mario game where it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is where you need to go, but you can find five different ways to get there. That's not how this game works. No. They expect you to do a very specific thing to set yourself up. The other thing I found, too, sometimes a double jump just doesn't work. Yeah, like or, if you're dismounting off of something, like if you're hanging down from like a grate and you're shimmying across it and you go to jump off of that, 
Sometimes the double jump just doesn't work. Sometimes the single jump will jump way higher than it's supposed to, and you'll jump mm. over the thing it's supposed yeah, to be landing. Yeah, you'll do like the flagpole gymnast jump yeah. off of like se- hanging from ceilings and stuff, which makes it very. There's there are a couple places where they want you to land on like pretty narrow like platforms or columns, mm-hmm. and the jumping is just not built for that. Yeah, he'll he'll slip off or fall off. I have like, to adjust the camera, and a you're lot like, do you want me to double jumping. jump there? Do I need to sort of half double? You kind of mm-hmm. like limit your jump. It's you know, it's doable, and mm-hmm. usually that's that stuff is mostly the optional stuff, like the challenges to find extra objects and things. But like, it's still like it. It's still uh, kind of not game breaking, but it like it, it. You know, you remember you're playing a game that is honestly sort of held together by popsicle sticks and tape at times. Yeah. Um. And that's, which was an issue with the first one, and it's still here. I think they made combat feel a lot more grounded and a lot less. Like, I don't know if this is going to connect the hitbox kind of thing. Like, that pretty much is gone for me. Um, I maybe should play it on, like, Jedi Grandmaster to see how that really works when you're putting everything to the, to the max. But, like, while I appreciate how much they expanded what the how the platforming works and the puzzle-solving and traversal stuff does, I don't think they quite got there in terms of making it... Um, in terms of making it reliable enough to be fun all the time, yeah. you know? Yeah, Like, it's... I feel too often I, I feel like I'm doing the wrong thing and then it turns out I'm doing the right thing. The game just wasn't working with me. That's the best way to put it in a sentence. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to describe what we just talked about for the last couple of minutes. Exactly. Um, there are workbenches all over the world. After like six hours, I never even used them anymore. They're no. everywhere. They really think that you're constantly going to want to change the color and of your stuff and your. Well, the outfits. other advantage of the workbenches is they let you change your stances. Yeah, that, that's which otherwise the meditation points are the only place. Yeah, that you but can do that. the workbenches are more frequent. Yeah, so. they're everywhere. It's so like, if you want to change your, if you feel like you need to, that's usually when the workbench pops up. Certainly in the story areas, I'm like, okay, is a boss coming? Yeah, you want you want to be me to be free to change my stance if I need if to. I need to. Yeah, um, which is fine, but it's like. The other thing, of course, with the workbenches is in the in the previous game, a lot of times when you found a workbench for the first time, you'd find an upgrade there. Yeah. For, usually for BD1, and there isn't. Yeah. It's, 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 I, just, I found a lot of the risk-reward wasn't worth it. It's like you'll see this little tangent, this little side path off of the main path. You're like, okay, I'll do that. And then you go do it, you get to the end, and you get, like, a, a beard. It's like, <laughs> seriously. Like, like, after a while, I started have, losing motivation to start like poking around in the world because to me the rewards weren't worth it like i don't care about his beard i don't really care about him having 50 outfits like once i found a cool color for bd1 i was like all right i'm good there like i just started ignoring the workbench i I still like finding the outfits the other thing i like is that um once you get the dj in the in the saloon you start unlocking songs yeah and i really like a lot of the weird songs yeah, yeah. one of the things they sound like their own genres almost. oh yeah they're, they're, they did a really good job of like they're very alien sound alien yeah. and like uh, one of the things i like one of the things i like most about star wars is when you get to like kind of find out about the culture and like what it's like yep. to live in this horrible, honestly that's horrible, what's great about this game in well, general you live in this Matt. horrible world because i wouldn't want to live in the star wars universe like if, if, if you just even go in the kitchen in the saloon it's like everything's bugs yeah like, it's all weird arthropods <laughs> there is, like i don't that i would I don't not want to eat a meal <laughs> in this in this universe but like but i love like that you can see like what yeah what the different music is and like everything's done in basic or whatever so everyone speaks you know basically english yeah. what is basic in the in the, the ba- kind of the universal basic language in star wars but all the songs are in other languages because they those remain culturally you know yeah. what the what the alien things are and like that's like a big mix of that and like i love all the different weird aliens we've never seen a lot of the different aliens yeah. that show up in the cantina eventually and i this love like this game feels alive 
It feels alive, feels lived in. It feels yeah. like, which is what Star Wars. You know, Star Wars. One of the Star Wars like I agree. hallmarks back in the day was you know as as Lucas put it, the used universe, yeah. which was new then. Like yeah, no yeah. one had done that before. Yeah, so, sci-fi, everything was always pristine, yeah, clean, space stuff and was pristine, <laughs> and as uh, you know, as uh, as as Bethesda might put it, pre NASA punk. Yeah. Um, but like Star Wars was the one that said you know the idea of a bar. Where a bunch of aliens hung out in space was completely alien oh, yeah. to like yeah. no pun intended. The time. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That cantina scene, you know, we take it for granted today, but yeah, that, and it's playing like this weird like light jazz music. Yeah. Into, like that that was nuts. <laughs> it like, really that was. was like yep. that was as drug fueled nonsense seventies as things got back yeah. then. And we just take it as part of pop culture now. But this this game captures that in the saloon. I agree. And I really, really liked it. I love going back to the saloon and seeing all the new people there and as you upgrade things and get further in the story. The saloon gets more and more popular, so there's just there's even characters you can't interact with, but they're just hanging out, having a drink, and it feels like a place. It, it does feels like a, a, a lived-in place, which was the first. You know, the first one was all abandoned ruins and empty areas, yeah. and like there was no sense of like being somewhere where people existed. And this is the opposite of that. Agreed. They, they yep, they do a really that. good job with it. Um, one thing that kind of bothers me about this, and even the last game a little bit, is that in a lot of ways, I don't. This game doesn't give me a power fantasy. Like it feels like the Jedi's are on the run and they're not like the most powerful yeah, beings. They are. I get that. I mean, that's the plot. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't like when I play Star Wars games as a Jedi, I want to feel like the most badass person in the galaxy. And you do ultimately feel he, that I way. Mean, in he this. is the most badass person in the game, other than some of the bosses. Really. Yeah. But I just it just is weird that like the setup is the Jedi I, I almost feel like you're a little bit of like a coward when you play this game. I mean, that's part of his conflict, though. Isn't yeah. It? Like, he, he kind of thinks that about the original crew at the beginning, that they ran away, and he's mm-hmm. the only one still fighting. Like, yeah, I mean, he does say that throughout this game as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that. I mean, I think that's you've hit on one of the main themes of the game, really. Yeah. And one of the main themes of this era. I mean, Andor gets into that, too. It does sure. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think there is definitely room for, like, a High Republic or prequel era Jedi open world game. I mean, that's why I would not, if like Ubisoft's open world Star Wars RPG turns out to be a Jedi simulator, I would absolutely not consider it redundant with this game because mm-hmm. it is a different power fantasy. You're yep. right. Um, like being like the, the sheriff that restores order to the, to the wild outer rim territories in like a Jedi game is completely different to this sort of, you know, French resistance sort of thing that they're doing with this. Yeah. The level design, very clever. All the time yeah. you're cutting ropes and stuff to create new shortcuts. Like everything folds yeah. back in on itself. I do and- think they communicate that better in this one. Yeah. I don't get lost in this the way I did in the first I one. I agree. And it's not just the improved map. It's just like the, the terrain is just easier to read. Well, also this. when you come back after you've, unearth a new ability that will unlock a new area when you come back you don't have to run through the whole damn thing there's just always a rope right there that you can go up and get into the heart of the level or you can if you have to fly back to the planet you can just fast travel to the meditation point that's near the thing you know you want to do yeah it's just i cannot believe there's no fast travel in that first game it's just it's really insane but i do wish that this game had fast travel across planets because you can only fast travel on whatever planet you're on. So mm-hmm. if you're on Coruscant and you want to go to another planet, you have to get in the ship, fly to the planet, then choose fast travel to the exact yeah, meditation well, point you I want. I think that is a load time cover. Maybe. I, I think that's how they load the planet. Yeah, I'm that. sure. There's yeah, some technical so, so reason why. you're kind of stuck with that. I also think, um, while I don't mind it as much in this game because they do give it some personality, there's too much goddamn shimmying. 
Yeah, like, there's a lot. I mean, at least I made sure to put it in the B-roll so people would yeah. see that it's in there because there is a lot of it. I mean, at least he's like doing stuff and like there's things yeah, that it's kind of fun. It's not yeah. it's better than like in Final Fantasy Remake where Cloud's just doing the same yeah. animation the whole time. But it's like, it's still it's there's a silly. lot. Yeah. It, I, I don't like the shimmying in these yeah. games. I'm but sorry. then there are nice touches too. Like there's this one level where there's like a bird that's like trapped. It's like gig yeah. it's gig you free the bird. And then when you go back to, like, the hub world, the bird it's is flying, flying around, overhead. Yeah. Like, there's little stuff like that scattered throughout the game. comment on that. At one point, I ran, was over near where the bird was, and he's like, let's keep our distance this time. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but there's little stuff like that. And, again, the level design is really smart. Um, look, I, I had a lot of fun playing this. But I will say, like, I got to around the 20-hour mark, and a lot of the little things started to add up, and the game started to aggravate me. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started, like, you know what? I'm not going to burn 30 minutes trying to figure this out. I'm just going to watch a YouTube video. I mean, that's how I am with everything. So uh, I, don't, I, I try I don't my best to never, ever get help when I play games. No, I, I fuck that. Uh, like, if, if I hit a point where I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do, I'm just going to look it up. I don't, yeah. I don't have time for that shit. I try my best to not do that. Um, but I will I will do a little more work on that if I like a game a lot. Yeah. But it's like, I'm like, for this, I'll, tr I'll look around and give it, like, five to ten minutes. But, like for like another game that i don't particularly enjoy i'm like i'm not wasting any of my life trying yeah. to figure out what stupid things a developer decided to put in in some obscure thing and that doesn't happen too often in this um there's just been a couple times where, especially when they're introducing like the concepts of the the beams that destroy the weird black matter yeah you know, yeah where i'm like i don't think that was explained well at all no. and like, you need to draw a line and from... there, were, there was literally a room at one point in one of the main quest things and i just was like i don't know what you want and i'm googling it i know the and, exact room yeah. i did figure that out on my own but i know the exact room that you're talking yeah, about i'm sure you do yeah because it is a very specific place uh -huh. and yeah. i'm like do, do, what does something reflect these things is it, it doesn't yeah mm -mm. yeah so, there's Stuff like that in this game. That's just the way it is. Um, but ultimately, I have enjoyed most of my time with it. I will say this, Matt. Yeah, like, I think it's a great game. It's just it yeah. needs patching. It needs updates. It needs to run smoother. Like I've been, you know, the 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 PC version. I get like a pretty solid. If he's just standing around, I get a pretty solid seventy something frames. But like if he moves around, there's shader issues, and like the Digital Foundry video will show you like there is shader compiling like stutters that happen every time on every piece of hardware the first time you play the game, and if you play that scene again, it, it's it not there. And it's wow. And it it has a compiling, it's like loading it into cache. It has or a compiling shader screen that lasts like almost a full minute every time you load the game. So I don't know what is happening there. Jeez. Um, there's a lot of weird artifacting in places on the PS3 PS5 version. When I rotate the camera too fast, there's white flash like I've seen like that artifacts. I've seen details up. drawing in on it's a, lot of that. it's a lot of like Unreal problems. Yeah. Basically. And it just needed more. It needed a little more time in the oven. Uh, the the performance on PC is not acceptable. Like like they're not wrong about that. I it, I, I would not consider it full. Oh, Digital playable. Foundry skewered it. Oh, they did, and rightly so. <laughs> and rightly I mean, so. It's, it's ridiculous. It. Yeah. And like I mean, they did a, a patch went up yesterday for PC. It comes out today on console, um, and it did improve it, but it's still not good enough to me I, yeah. I, it's still too stuttery and too weird and it's on that's on my hardware and like i'm running the thing and it's still it's it's better because when the at launch it was using like 30 percent cpu 30 percent gpu mm -hmm. now after this patch it's using 70 something gpu but it's still only using 35 percent cpu and it's clearly very cpu bound because yeah. if you turn the settings way down you get the same performance weird it's bizarre it's like they <laughs> it's need to so figure weird. out and they said like the new the, this patch wasn't to address the with it with ray tracing on so theoretically if you take ray tracing off it'll work better but I'm like why would I do that? I'm just gonna wait till you to do that yeah. I will probably play this again 
when the PC version is working well in like a year. I do wonder if I'm going to go back and continue playing this because uh, there are big games are coming. Yeah, I um, will, no, I will actually absolutely finish this. I game. don't know if I will, Matt. It really started to aggravate me the last like few hours I was playing. It, but maybe some I time away will help because I did plow through this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played it pretty much every extra moment I had for like four or five days straight. Yeah, I mean, so. I I honestly resented going back to other games. Because I'd rather be playing this. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, as a game, it's exceptional. It's probably my favorite thing this year so far. Wow. Okay. Um, that's not that's not I, for me. <laughs> do I expect it to remain that? Mm, probably not. You never there's a know. Lot, there's a lot of could be, but there's a lot yeah. of heavy hitters coming. Yeah, this would be like my third or fourth favorite game this year so far. Um, now the graphics you're seeing the B-roll, it's stunning. It is. It really is. One thing I did notice though, whenever I was doing promotion for stuff around this game before I got to play it, like all the screenshots looked really grainy. Yeah. And I was like, what's up? There's like, a film what? grain filter. And on. as it turns out, the game has the grain yeah. in it. Like, I went up and stood like a foot away from my OLED TV, and there is a grain on the entire game. Yeah. It's weird. It's a filter. It's on the first game, too. I didn't even notice it's it the on the first game. Because I played the first game in 1080p. Right. Well, when so. I replayed the first game on PC recently, this is that was the first thing I turned off. I was like, <laughs> oh, get, get that shit out of here. And I turned it off on this, too. But the game is stu- is a stunner. Like, there's moments where you just see, like, so many ships flying in all these different yeah. directions. It's just amazing. Yeah, and so many enemies. Like, yeah. There's so many more things happening on the screen. Yeah. Given time. And, like, the draw is, like, standing up on the big cliff in Jeddah, and, like, you can see all the monsters running around. Doing you can their see, thing down like, there. Like, a stormtrooper yeah. patrol with a scout walker running across. At yeah. one point... At one point, I ran into... It was, this was just random because of the random spawns. At one point, I ran into two scout walkers at once. Oh, like, wow. Two patrols that kind of come together, and there was like seven stormtroopers and two scout walkers, and I, I'm like, bring it. Like, yeah, you go. can beat them. I mean, you can... You're, but like, you, I do not think the first game could have rendered two scout walkers oh, at no. the same time. Nope. Like that. Well, and this was, also, got to remember, is PS5 and Xbox Series only. Yeah, and it shows. And it makes a difference. Shows. Absolutely. Um, and then there, and I love this. I love this alien. I think it's Domo. Yeah, her name. Like yeah. she is. I've no, she's a good character. I've never seen her in that alien type in anything in Star Wars before, as far as I know. And it's just cool how many new things are in yeah. this game. I love that. And I love all the. There's all the weird little touches. You look around the decor. There's like, and it leans so hard in the western. Thing, mm-hmm. which is great because star wars, a lot of people, star wars is a western it is a lot of people don't realize that but this game if you can't pick up on it from this oh yeah you're never going to pick up on it i mean han solo is literally <laughs> dressed as a gunslinger. i know like that's a, yeah. and mandalorian obviously leaned very hard yeah. on the western thing in the beginning i mean he is like an old gunslinger basically yeah. and like you know and that's you know, akin to its source material which is a lot of kurosawa movies but kurosawa movies were remade into westerns yeah yeah like it's a very similar thing and like i love that it leans so hard into that because it it feels good you know feels very outer rim and then it adds to the the contrast of when you go back to Coruscant it and does and it's like yeah. it's like and it's it, that it's a really nice this game is a nice reminder of like if you've kind of been disillusioned with Star Wars which I haven't but like it's like there's so much in this universe. Yeah, there is. You can do. You can do anything. almost anything. It's because yeah. <laughs> well, that's why because it's fantasy. Yeah. It's, it's a space. It's space opera. It's fan, like you can do anything in this universe. Like you know, people go on about the Star Trek versus Star Wars. They go, well, the Star Destroyer will fight the Enterprise. The Star Destroyer would probably win against the Enterprise because Star Trek is has like really detailed science fiction technology, and Star Wars technology is magic. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's they don't try to it rationalize to do. it. Like it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, like, once you start dealing with the Jedi and the Sith, it's all better off. How long does it take to hyperspace from a planet to another planet? Days or seconds, <laughs> depending on what the story requires. Pretty much. Doesn't matter. Yep. A couple other small notes. Um, there are these things called echo audio files that kind of fill in the blanks of the story when they don't want to use a mm-hmm. full cinematic. And there's some great writing and voice acting in those. Yeah, which uh, is his thing. You know, he's, he's callous, uh, psychometric. So yeah. he can read the past stuff of objects, which is a, what a brilliant 
thing to put in that first game where it's like, how do we how do we tell backstory without like using all these cutscenes? Yeah. It's like, oh, you just have him read the past with his mind. <laughs> well, Wonderful. they do it in this one as well. Um, there's also some light decision making in some of the conversations. Like you actually have some choices. Yeah, where will, you choose like which where where to go next and which mission to tackle next. Yeah, uh, in terms of, yeah, which one? The, I thought you meant like the dialogues. No, 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 no. Because um, the di- I will tell you that I, when I played the PC version, I picked the opposite choices uh, of the dialogue when I um, that I did on the PS5, oh. and it's the same outcome. Oh, it does the same. It's, I'm it's not like, surprised. It, it's like one line <laughs> I'm not difference. Surprised to hear that at all. Um, there is the new blaster uh, stance where you use a blaster with a lightsaber. I fiddled around with that. I didn't use it a ton. I only I really only use that on um, the mounts. Yeah, that makes that, sense. Because that becomes your default stance when you're on a mount, so you can shoot yep. while you're on a mount. So that makes a lot of sense. But, like, yeah, that was not, um, I don't know. Part of my Jedi power fantasy isn't shooting people with a yeah, gun. Yeah, me I'm, either. I, I, again, I didn't really use it that much. Um, and then uh, there's one level where you manipulate wind. Yeah. Which it, is a, a really brilliant in concept, but the execution is terrible. Yeah, it's... Uh, you can tell like there's some there's there's Zelda fans on the team. They're like, oh, the Wind Temple. Yeah, and it's like, it doesn't work. No, it really, it's it like could. the worst part of the game. <laughs> it, I, that's the that's the one that's the part I've yelled the most. Uh-huh. I was like, you know, I will get very personal about with game developers if I'm yelling. Me game. too. <laughs> I, I like, like it. I like that they tried it, but they should have realized oh, it wasn't working and yeah, cut I it. I absolutely get where they're coming from, but it didn't work. And yeah. I mean, it could work if they tighten it up continually over patch. Like you could make it. You could get there. Yeah, but. Honestly, you have got to give a little more guidance, and you have got to make him autopilot a little more when when it comes to the weird wind stuff. Because like, like you said, where like like you you know one of the things earlier you said like one of the things is like if I jump this far, I get this far, and I need to be able to count on that. If I jump here, the wind needs to push me the same amount of space every time. Yeah, and it, and it does not. Yeah, and that it's annoying, doesn't man. work. <laughs> that is crazy. why it's annoying because you cannot count on what the wind is going to do. Like. I know what you want me to do. I understand that the wind is going to help me make this jump, but it didn't that time, and I don't know why. And that is the constant frustration of that section. Yep, I agree. Um, and then just one final point is that the game keeps giving you new stuff like oh, yeah. to learn. So like even the platforming, I was like, oh, the platform didn't change all that much from the first couple hours. And then they give you yep. a brand new ability that changes everything yeah. for the platforming like they just keep piling on yeah. stuff and then, and then another ability that changes everything for how we can access You're yeah like, oh that thing has been in my way the whole time that's not in my way anymore yeah like it's like, and yeah. that's very satisfying it is but it is yeah. like a thing where it's like man i can't even imagine coming back to this game after like a month i or know two months break i like, put it down for a couple hours and i come back and i have to scratch my head for a couple minutes i'm like, like oh, right, oh. I can do that. Yeah. or i'm just like where do i go i have no idea mm-hmm. what to do next so there's a little bit of that in this game but i think overall both of us enjoyed the game i think oh, absolutely both of us would probably recommend buying it uh i would wait until it's patched up but yes yeah this is a buy for yeah me. i um, also say it's a buy the other thing i would say too is it's already ten dollars off yeah so it came out right. as a 70 dollar game it's already sixty dollars in less than a week, and like I think it's also on a lot of the May Fourth sales. Mm-hmm. I, I saw another like G. I don't, is that a is that a pirate site? I don't know. GMA, GMA, whatever. Yeah, they well, they're. I think that's the one that's ripped people off as well. Okay. They have a sale on it going. It's like pretty substantial. But again, that's the PC version. You probably don't want to touch. Yeah, that you don't yet. want to touch that right now. Um, I've had a lot of fun playing it, but I would. I feel like my enjoyment of it has been waning the more I've played it. I don't. No. I, I still love it very, very much. Um, I don't disagree with any of the things you're complaining about because I also have complained about them very loudly to my television. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't ruin it for me at all. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't ruin it for me. Yeah. Again, I'm recommending that people buy it. I'm still it, so. playing it. I'm like, 
you know, I, I know I'm not going to, like, get probably through the whole thing um, in, ter- in time for Zelda. Because mm-hmm. um, it does seem gigantic. It really is. And there's so much to do. And I'm I, blown away by how many there's the always reasons is. to go back everywhere when you get a new ability because there's always yeah. stuff to find again. And there's like, still, like, three abilities I don't have. Yeah. At so, least three. Yeah, you get your money's worth. You sure do. Fucking run right. <laughs> you like, definitely do. I don't know if a lot of you guys have been playing it, but let's go into chat and see what you guys are saying about it. Um, hopefully, some of you guys have been giving it a go. Um, Kevin Rafa says, uh, "Respawn said this would be a trilogy. What would you want in a third game? Space combat, perhaps. That's a good start. Yeah, space combat. I could. Get I'd be down with that for sure. Um, I would like to interact with more Jedi." Yeah, I would even like though him. you're kind of like the last I would one. Like him. Yeah, but there's other. We know there's survivors yeah. running around. I'd like to see him team up with some other Jedi for like kind of a seven samurai sort of thing. Yeah, that'd be um, great. I would like to see uh, you know more planets, um, you know more big open planets to run around in. Uh, it's uh, yeah, just more of that. I, I mean, the thing is, I don't know where you go. Um, the J-Bone says, I'm done giving my money to publishers that put out half-ass games. This isn't a half-ass no, game. No, this is a full-ass game. Yeah, I mean, look, sure. Matt and I, we, we make a habit to bring up flaws that we see in games because we know for some of you, it's a deal-breaker. So there may be certain things that just you just don't like in games, so we bring them all up. That doesn't mean that this is yeah, like... But- this isn't a game. We're about to talk about a game that shouldn't right. have come out. This I, isn't a will, game that shouldn't have come out. Like I will definitely say, avoid the PC version for now if that's your only option or your preferred option. The console versions are completely playable. Yeah, they're entirely fine. Yeah, like, they're not. I they're not ideal. Like they should run better. But like the PlayStation Five version is fine. Like I'm I'm having a great time playing it. Yeah. Um, I wish I could play it on PC because it does look better there. It looks amazing on there. But. It's just too chunky. It's just too stuttery for me. And it's like, look, I don't care about perfect performance. I'm not one of those like, oh, I paid for this 4090 and should be flawless. Like, I don't believe that. But the stutters happen enough that they like mess up the platform. Sometimes and that's the problem. Yeah. If you're gonna, if it interferes with gameplay, I can't play it that way. It's where you draw the line. Yeah. And it's like, oh well, if you play through the section the first time, it doesn't stutter the second time. I'm like, that doesn't make anything better because like. Yeah. You want to experience it the first time. Yeah. So I'm just going to experience it the first time on PlayStation 5 because it runs better there. Yeah. That's what I've been playing. And that's about. ridiculous. Yep. Um, Clay UK Garage 1988 um, says that, oh, our donations aren't worth. Somebody just used the donation tool today, literally this morning. Um, so I don't know what's going on there, but I'll have our site engineer take a look at it. I'm really sorry about that. Oh, but instead I became a patron. Well, there you go. That's even better. Work. I'd much rather have the recurring money than uh, just a one-time payment. It's time for me to join the community after watching Pactor Factor. You guys deserve it. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I would Appreciate also that. like, uh, if they do a three, I'd like to see him team up with the Rebels crew. Yeah, that's not bad, too. And Ahsoka should show up. Yeah. Um, Cameo's all around. Yeah. Navosi and Fire Native, thank you for Twitch Prime. You guys slid those in while we were talking about uh, you should run into, You should also run into Cassian. Yeah. El Guapa says, so far the stances don't really matter too much to me. They did to me. I think they're they're very different. Yeah. yeah. R Diana twenty one, thank you for Twitch Prime. Like the, the I think I think the the weakest stance is probably the the pistol, the blaster one. Yeah. Although that is its own thing. Like they they do have its own uh they do have its own um uh combos and like there's interesting things. Yep. But like um I am very I am actually very surprised and pleased by how much they differentiate the different stances from each other and i i do have preferences for yeah sure. i thought there was a big difference. at the end like again they keep piling stuff on mm-hmm. they gave me two stances in the last like four or five hours mm-hmm. the one i have been using is the one where you have like the cross like cross blade yeah, yeah the cross blade kylo ren it's really slow but man does it do damage oh, it hits like a truck it really does yeah. so i've been messing around with that a little bit i think it they all feel different to play and they all have their place in the game 
Um, AJ the Legend Watson, do you feel the reviews are on point thus far? What's his? I didn't even look at his Metacritic average. Um, actually, it's doing pretty well. It's getting nines. Is it? A, is this Metacritic a nine or higher? Probably not anymore. I mean, uh, I would guess based below. upon the, the seven to ten scale, this game's probably got a high eight. That would be my guess. Um, that would be about right. I think. It looks, I think it looks like eighty six. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, eighty six on PS five. Stolte sixty nine. Thank you for Twitch Prime. Eighty seven on Xbox, and seventy eight on PC. And so the user score on PC is 2.0. It's got to say, who gave it a 7.8? That's very generous. <laughs> uh, and 5.0 user score and 4.6. Yeah, the user scores are garbage. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. They're not, it's, not, it's not as good as it should be in terms of performance, but it ain't that bad. I, yeah. Swan Senpai says, I'm done feeling like a mug. I'm not buying games day one anymore. It's always us fans who end up with the worst experience. Swan Senpai, Matt and I, we're not going to lead you wrong, bro. We're not going to tell you to buy a game if it's broken. Like... One thing you should know about Game Face is we don't bullshit. Like, we're not fanboys for anything. If something sucks, we're going to tell you. If something's great, we're going to tell you. If we're telling you, like, the game isn't that bad. A PC? Sure. Yeah. I would I, would I wouldn't buy the PC, PC version right now. Console versions are totally fine. Yeah. And they're only going to get better. And they're yeah. that pat- Look, the patch on PC yesterday really did improve things, just not to the degree that I would consider it, like, the, my preferred way of playing it. If that, the patch, the same patch is hitting today on consoles. I'm. I think that might be like really the thing that smooths it out correctly. Like so, mm-hmm. it's gonna because the consoles do not have performance issues on the level of the PC. Yeah, they just don't right now. Yeah. So I think that'll. I've be, been playing on PS5. Yeah. I really. I mean, there's been a I've couple had, stutters, um, but I've also had one crash on PS5. I've had no crashes, uh, and that has never happened again. Yeah, I've had none. So, but there you better you believe I sent that video report in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. That's Star Wars Jedi Survivor available for PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series consoles. Two thumbs up from Matt and I. Mm-hmm. Um, although we do say you should wait on the PC yeah. version until they issue a couple more. Game patches. fantastic, technical status not fantastic. Yeah, it's basically. Like there's two, those are two different things. Yep. Okay, let's move on. We're going to talk next about a game that has not fared quite as well. It just launched last night um, on Game Pass. I was shocked how early it went up. Like yeah, I was 5 p.m. Yeah, Pacific it went up. I wish more o'clock. games did that. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be good. Um, it actually gave I me wish something I wanted to play would be enough good. time to play it. And that game is Redfall. Um, I have now pl- honestly. <laughs> I think that's named after the uh, the aggregate score color. <laughs> I have um, managed to actually play this game for like 10 hours already. Because I played it literally mm. from the moment it unlocked until I couldn't keep my eyes open anymore last night. Uh, I am not going to get 10 <laughs> hours out of this game. Redfall is a seminal moment for Xbox because it represents the first game, exclusive game for Xbox and for Game Pass, since it acquired Bethesda. Um <laughs> Good job. Ironically, <laughs> it released other exclusive games for PlayStation after the acquisition yeah, did that are better than this game. Which is so they ended up shorting themselves. <laughs> so it launched last night. It I'll is, be honest. If I was Phil, I would have killed this game. Just I, killed it all together. I, I think this game is a terrible idea. I think it um, it reeks of desperation. Matt is what I, I would I say. Agree with that. Yeah. It's this is, and I don't think that's just Microsoft desperation because this game predates the acquisition. This mm-hmm. is this is the last remaining hit, like bloody cough of that weird pivot that micro that Bethesda did, where we're not going to do first single player RPGs anymore. We're doing multiplayer stuff. Where they, did, I mean, like, lots of Fallout publishers 70. are doing. Oh that. yeah, but let's like, be honest, they were all mistakes. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Fallout seventy six. Uh, there was another thing they did that I can't remember now that was like. 
Also, but this is the same thing. This is like we're not, we're gonna do multiplayer things, co-op things, da, da, da. and this is kind of the last remaining one of that wave. And um, nope. Right now, no. look at this. It looks like an indie game. Yeah, I can't believe the cutscenes are just this. These are the same cutscenes as in Everspace Two. I know, man. It's the same thing. I know. Everspace Two is twenty people I know. in Poland. I know. This is Microsoft. This has also been in development for a really long Years. time. Years. Yeah. yeah, like long before. Uh, the yeah. acquisition. Yeah, there are really no legit and cinematics the, in this no, and game. The thing I, okay, the thing I really don't get is like, and look, the bugs are all through this thing too. Like, this is worse than Jedi Survivor. Oh yeah, right? not not oh, yeah. performance wise, but in terms yeah. of actually functioning as a game. Yeah, actually, the first, so the beginning of the game, the first like fight you get into after you get to the kind of oh, get out of the ferry and learn how the controls work. All the enemies were facing away from me, oh, with their backs to me, and then their guns were pointing through the, their back, clipping through their backs, and sh their barrels were sticking out of their spines and shooting at me. That was my first impression of Redfall. I saw, I've seen, I mean, again, I played it like 10 hours yesterday. I, I saw 20 bugs. And I'd say maybe a third of the vampires I run into can't see me. They can't see you. They glitch. They glitch. And they just they, go inactive. And they yeah. just float in the air. And I, you just I, walk right I up to them and there kill and I just, them. I just shoot them in the head with a pistol for them. And I stab them with a stake and they're dead. Like, yeah. It, none of it works. It's pretty busted. And, I, and I, here's the thing I don't understand. Like, why did they put this out now? No one was clamped. This isn't, you're in the middle of Jedi Survivor and Zelda. And you're about to get Diablo 4 and, and Final Fantasy 16. And Street Fighter Six, like nobody would have cared if you pushed this to like August or like October. I'll tell you why, because Microsoft has all the data on what's going on with Xbox Series, and it's not good. This um, ain't gonna help. We're gonna talk about what's going on with Xbox and PlayStation later on in the show here. Um, but to me, this is a sign that Xbox knows a lot more than everybody else about how their console sales are going, about how many people are subscribing to Game Pass. Now, I agree with you, Matt, that. If you're trying to get more people to subscribe to Game Pass and more people to buy your console, probably the worst thing you can do is release a bad game, mm -hmm. but not just a bad game, like the Harbinger game. This is the game that people are looking to to see, okay, are all these acquisitions that Microsoft is making, all these developed studios, are they going to pay off in games that we want to play, in great mm -hmm. games? Yeah, better or worse or fair or not fair, this is like first impression time. Yeah. Basically. And I mean, it's it does not make a good no, first impression. Not at all. At all. Um, the basic premise of the game is Redfall is a little town. It's been taken over by vampires. The people of the town try to escape. The vampires attack the cruise ship that they're all on and sink In the one ship. One of the most visually confusing ways I've ever I've, seen. I well, do when not when you understand. get out of the ship here, you'll see it here in a minute in the B-roll. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, I don't know what that... Why are the vampires... Like, wizards? Like I don't. How do the vampires go out in the daylight? Have you figured that one out yet? Some of them can, some of them can't. It seems like they oh, all no, no, do. Oh, no, they've, they've done something to the sun. That's what it is. Oh, they put some they, weird they, thing over they, the sun. They Mr. Burns the sun. But how does yeah. that only affect Redfall and not the... I mean, this is because absurd. It's all they basically turn Redfall into an island. Yeah, but how does the rest of the world not come and be like... Because they can't get through. It's magically protected. Because <laughs> the vampires are fucking wizards for some reason. I don't know. Like This is one of the weirdest takes on vampires I've ever seen in a game. There you can see the sun. It's like blotted out there. Yeah. And I guess that's how the, the vampires yeah. Are allowed what, to go well, out because in that opening cutscene, the 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 lead vampire, she says, um, says you'll never see the sun again. I'm like, I see the sun right, right now. there. And then I was it's like, oh, daylight. No, it's covered with some things, so clearly it's not enough UV to like kill them. Like, yeah, because you see, like she just sort of burns a little bit, but she doesn't instantly die. Yeah. Um, and then the weird part is you have all these cultists who are going around killing the humans. That's the food. 
So why would their cultists kill the humans when the vampires can't that can, then cannot eat them and think, drink their blood? I think they're supposed to be bringing them to the vampires, but you don't see that. No, they, they just, just kill, kill you. It, yeah, like even in the like the first place you get, like there's a vampire in the basement that's like supposedly eating people, but there's just dead bodies all upstairs everywhere that the vampire clearly didn't eat. Yeah. So what? Did I mean, you, you start thinking those? about like, you're this. You're run like, out of people after a while. You really right? have to turn your brain off to play this game not, in many ways. And look, it's not that I don't believe that a bunch of assholes would join the vampires because we've already seen how that goes <laughs> in real life. But like, it's like I I, I don't see the plan here. That's yeah. All I'm saying. It's a an absurd setup, and that's really all it's you get. It's not a compelling setup. Yeah, that's and there's a, no other the plot either. There's no, no threads going on here. There's no one that you're trying to save. There's no love interest. There's what's the goal? Is the goal? I mean, I, I mean, think the goal, the goal is, is to escape. Yeah, to get off out of Redfall. But you know but, that's never going to happen because then the game ends, right? And it's an ongoing game. The whole thing is absurd. It's just absurd. There's no other way to look at it. Like it's I, a very I, wiggly shadow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's talk about how the game plays. It is a first-person shooter. The default controls for this are a complete disaster. Yeah. There's this weird whip where if you hold left or right mm -hmm. with your which direction you're looking, when you first tilt the stick, it does nothing, and then it accelerates. Yeah, the acceleration curve on this is bizarre. It's I, insane. Man, I can't even navigate the fucking menus. It's, I know. It's because the, it, this, it does the same yeah. thing with the stick and the menus. Well, also, I, I, found, I didn't find this until like an hour or so in, but there's... I've never seen this before. There's an auto-aim assist for the menus. Yeah. It's, so it's, like, it's like pulling your cursor to like the, the boxes you don't want it to be on. I'm like, just get out of my way. Like, the Japanese dude says maybe they drain your blood after they kill you. Nope, they just leave you laying there, bleeding out. You yeah. come across people all the time in this game laying in literally a lake of blood. Yeah, a big pool of blood. <laughs> they just let it all go to waste on the floor. There's nobody there with the squeegee like pushing it into a container. Um, so it is a first-person shooter, and the controls suck. This is the first yeah. game that I've had to go in and adjust the sensitivity yeah, in, like, years. And it still didn't really fix it for me. It still feels weird and muddy and... Yeah. Oh, it's it awful. It does not feel good to play. The clamoring and the climbing... Disaster. Awful. It feels... Awful. It's a disaster. It's like you're glitching over everything you try to yeah. climb over. Yeah, there's no it, sense of concreteness or yeah, there's or no animation that sells it you're just like you and then you are over it and you can keep going like even that like he's, you're just sticking your arm out there's yeah, no there's yeah, no there's no weight force, to it. like there's no it, nothing it's it's i will say this matt the headshots still feel good in this headshots do feel pretty good yeah. i don't know how they did it it's, but it's that sound effect it's that ding that snap there's a, there's yeah. a little ding, yeah. ding yeah but here look at the ai watch me stand behind yeah. this idiot for I'll, also, if you if you melee someone from behind, it does insta kill them, but the game never tells you that. There's no there's also no stealth kills. There's no stealth kills, there's no there's no prone. There's no snap animation. There's like it's this game is the game that isn't done that should not have been released yeah, out to the public. This is Don't try to conflate this game with Star Wars Jedi Survivor. They are not the same. No. No. This um, is this is a absolute disaster. Somebody I can't remember which uh, outlet it was, but some, one of the reviews, the opening line is, Redfall is not fit for public consumption. Yeah, it shouldn't and have been released. It's not, no. It's not done. Not. I mean, I don't know if the cinematics came from them trying to wrap up the game. I don't know. like, But it's not. It, I, I, I hate it. I don't hate it. I hate. I, I, I so I hated it at first, like big time. But I was like, I got to stick with it. I got to see if it gets any better. And what happened was, I ended up getting a gun. First of all, I adjusted sensitivity and got the controls mm -hmm. to a place where I could at least manage it. 
Then I got my first decent gun. I got an assault rifle. And what I realized with that assault rifle is I could use it like a sniper rifle and headshot the vampires from like 200 yards away with like one shot. And then the game changed. Then it was easy. It was hard for me to make way. Like, you die also, really I don't easy know if you look, look at that. They misspell vulnerable yeah. in that. Yeah. Like, that is the level of care <laughs> happening in this game. I have never seen that before. Yeah. And a major thing that pops up every single time you do that kill. Vul who didn't catch that? Yeah, I don't know. There's four playable characters in this. Each one of them has three special attacks. Each, I chose... Each one of them is about a third of an actual skill tree from a normal single-player game. Yeah. It's um, not an action RPG. It's an action adventure as far as that stuff is concerned. Yeah, the character development. Very... Like, you, you don't feel like a complete character. It really feels like you need other people yeah. to have a full and you fighting you can't! Choice. So this is supposed to be a cooperative game. There's no matchmaking. <laughs> Matt, there is... No, I invited you to a game last night. Did you get my invite? No, I didn't see that. I tried to get you to I, play. I was walking away from the TV a lot oh, last night. Because be I couldn't... I might, not have just seen, might have just not seen it. You can't find anyone to play with because there's no matchmaking. You can only play with friends that are on your friends list. How in the world... That's insane, Matt. That's insane. How are you supposed to... That's so I don't weird. Know. But there's four different playable characters. Like, I chose the guy with the raven, and his special abilities are so lame. Yeah. Like, the raven, like, will expose people behind buildings. It doesn't matter. Like, no, same with, I picked the the um, the medic girl, the, mm -hmm. the, like, the res search and rescue girl. Uh, Re Re Remy, I think. Yeah. Her name. She has a robot. She's a little robot. I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'm, I can't play Jedi Survivor, but I'm going to have a robot buddy one way or the other. And, like, she can, like, set up heals, and she throws C4. But, like... The robot basically, like, you hit a button and it basically, like, distracts all the enemies. And, like, but it doesn't help because they still, like, circle around him. So they don't hold still. It's not, it doesn't, <laughs> I'd rather have them looking at me so I can get right. a bead on him. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, um, like the the abilities aren't good or fun. Like, yeah. it's so weird. You can't, it's, it's, look, it's a live service game, so you can't pause it. No. And this is a game where you have, like, skill points and stuff you're trying to assign. Anytime you do that, it's alive. The game's alive. You can get attacked because there's people just roaming all over the world. Um, I will say that there's plenty of enemies out in the open world, like yeah, almost no lack too of things many. To kill, for yeah. sure. <laughs> there's plenty of people out there. Oh, and Vincent also points out that only the host retains progression. That's absolutely right. Well, that's not 100% true. Um, the host get is the only one who gets the progression through Story the campaign. Movement. You keep your levels. Or you keep your levels like, and stuff like that if you're not the host. But yeah. what if I don't want to play everything twice? Yeah. Or three then you need to be the host. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna have to argue with your friends over who gets to be the host and who gets to make the progress every time you play. And oh boy, do you want to talk about the opposite of Jedi Survivor in terms of like feeling like a lived-in place with actual characters in it? Oh my god! Or just I mean, just the graphics oh, in general. Graphic. In this. Look at look at her hands. I know. Like, why is it? She looks like an sure NBA. She's not a vampire. <laughs> like, I mean, I know some of this is just like the weird uh, arcane. Like art design. Yeah, here are the but skill trees. Really by the way, there actually there's actually a lot to them, but I'd really found it barely anything that actually affected anything. No, the, I couldn't I, tell the difference. I put all my points in carrying more ammo. Yeah, like that, that was makes the sense. thing that helped the most. <laughs> None yep. of the abilities looked particularly interesting. They're not. And again, the abilities that the they only have four characters, Matt, and they couldn't come up with interesting abilities for four characters. Yeah. What happens when they get to character like nine? And it looks like, like that looked like a, like he looks cool. Like, like he's got a bird. I mean, I, there's a cool character in there, and it's called Borderlands. Like, yeah, it's a character that basically <laughs> is him in Borderlands. Is really good. 
Yep. Uh, the other thing, too, is that when you first start playing, your character only has one of their special abilities. You have to level them up before you get the other two, mm -hmm. including his ult the character's ultimate. So you have one map to the left bumper, one map to the right bumper, and then to pull off the ultimate, you press both bumpers at the same time. Yeah. And, and that's how you use all the special abilities. And there's just, like, this thing where, like... Like, it just unlocks so slow. Like yeah. all and you're finding, like, upgrades and, like, equipable things for things that are still locked for a long time. And yeah. you're like, what are you doing? Like, and, like, I get that you want to kind of ease me into how the game... But it's like, we've all played this kind of game before. You don't need to... Like, this character feels like the safety is on for, like, hours. Yeah, before it really does. And for what? For what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for what? The game is not difficult. Um, there's also, they use a red mist in this game to try to keep you from going to, like, it's basically a gatekeeper. They put, there's red mist out in the open world to keep you from going specific places. I don't know why. I guess maybe they're not finished or that that's where expansions are going to be built. I don't know. But the red mist is everywhere. Oh, the so, red mist goes away when you take over in the neighborhood. Yeah. When you take out, like, a vampire nest. Yeah. Then it goes away. Well, once you kill the underboss or whatever and take the neighborhood back with all the safe houses, then the, that red mist will go away. But only on the side where the neighborhood took over. Yeah. Well, if you take out the vampire nest you come out it's sunny in the neighborhood mm. after you take out the nest mm. well i found a nest and it wouldn't let me finish it i, Why? Killed every, I don't know i killed everything in the fucking building but it wouldn't and you it, didn't it, did you untether the heart there was no heart oh well then it must have a vampire nest then it was they said it was huh but what the thing i was supposed to do wasn't in the it didn't spawn or it wasn't in there because the vampire nest there are like a gauntlet that you go through and at the end there's this gigantic beating heart it's literally the size of like a house hmm. and then it's tethered down by like four vampires and you have to go and sever all the four tethers mm. and no, then you was, shoot the heart no, and there explodes. was just nothing in that room oh well then you do that you shoot the heart it explodes and then you have to escape you have like a minute to get mm. out of the no, there area there's just nothing in there so huh. i figured i was there too early or it wasn't i wasn't supposed to be there yet because i do the thing where i just poke around yeah, yeah. i don't follow this yeah i was ignoring the main story mm -hmm. i was like well maybe they're going to introduce that later and i don't know what oh the other thing that i found that i couldn't figure out what is what are the the house like the places with the fang icon you know what i mean it's like i found a couple places like houses that had like like a vampire mouth fang icon on it i think that's where you that? fight the underboss of the area okay because I, I cleared those things out too and nothing ha i didn't find oh, really? anything like it was nothing in there I, I'm like, I went up and down two i found two of those places i went up and down them and i couldn't i killed everything in it and nothing happened huh that could just be a bug. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> really, I don't know. Because there's so many bugs in this, everything could be a freaking yeah. bug. Um, there's loot galore. Loot everywhere. Everything you touch gives up some kind of loot. Oh, yeah. It's just like, I played it for 10 hours. My inventory never filled up. I was still adding loot to this invisible well, inventory. Well, I fill up on fucking lockpicks. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. They only what, let you carry, what, two or something? Three. You can carry three <laughs> lockpicks and three of the, the binary decoders. Yeah. And I have to use the binary decoders to heal my robot. Yeah. And, I'm like, and then you have to use them to hack things. And I'm like, how come I can't carry more than three of these things if it's a regular health item for one of my fucking it's main absurd. things? It's But stupid. they'll let me carry it's like a stupid. million rolls of duct tape. Oh, yeah. You can carry <laughs> however many baby dolls you need. Go ahead and pick yeah. those up. That's fine. Yep. Um, so there are branching missions in this. So I don't know. I know you didn't play a ton of the main missions. But if you go through the main mission path, you get to the points where... For the next level of that mission, you could choose between three missions. And then you complete one of those, then that mission will continue, or you can go back and try one of the other two. So yeah, this the side quests and like the, the safe house missions kinda of work that way too. Yep. Like, and the safe houses are important in this because that's how you set up fast travel points. So yeah. you find a safe house, you have to turn on the generator at the safe house and then enter it, and then it's unlocked for fast yeah. travel for the rest of it. And that's so really important. There was a thing, so one of the safe houses I found, the generator was inside a garage, and the garage had um, laser fencing on it. 
it. I know the exact same pouch. And you're I'm like, about. and I spent like ten minutes trying to disarm the laser because I thought it was a bomb. Oh. And I went, and finally I'm like, I guess I'll just run through and hope I survive. Nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> it just turned off. Well, there was a vampire hiding in there too, or was it a cultist? There was somebody in the there garage. There were vampires, but I killed them all. Already. Yeah. I, I know that exact spot. But anyway, opening up the safe houses is really important so because otherwise you have to keep running miles to get yeah. to do stuff from the your first and, safe house. And there's nothing interesting to do nope. between point there's A nothing. and point B. It's there's either the cultist empty. humans walking around or vampires. And that's yeah. pretty much it. And you just fight them as you come across them. And they're all pushovers. I. It's so, it's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know... It, Early on, you're like, you know, the vampires look all scary and they're doing teleporting, got shields. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm like two shotgun blasts. That shotgun, that shotgun. Yeah. Boom, boom, stab. All right. Yeah. I I almost died when like four of them attacked me at once at once. But then I just shotgunned them and that was the end. of That was that. Yep. And I think um, one of them probably forgot I was there because a lot of times they seem to get distracted because I don't think that AI is completely locked down yet. Yeah, um, yeah. It's another weird caveat is you can pick up ammo from enemies that you kill, but you cannot pick up their guns. Yeah, their guns you, just vanish. <laughs> you, you have to find the I guns. I wanted an assault rifle very badly, and I and I killed a guy with an assault rifle, and I, his assault rifle falls to the ground and just sort of dissolves. Into yeah. the, I'm like, hey, you have to find the weapons in a house somewhere, Dumb. like in very specific, leaned up against the wall. Then you get the weapons. Weapon. Well, a couple times I've I've found like weapons that enemies were carrying, but that were completely different from the weapon they dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's very strange, very strange. Yep. Um, so yeah, you just can't pick up the weapons the enemies drop. You got to find them, um, adventuring around and digging into yeah. basements and stuff. It would be one thing to find them like good ones, like any rare ones or sure, but I should be able to just pick up like a generic assault rifle from yeah. somebody. Come on. Yep. Um. So apparently, also another thing the to note. Another thing to note about the vampire nest is apparently they're they change every time. Oh, they're like procedural. Yeah, they're procedurally generated, I'm which sure may that's... be part of the problem of why yours didn't work. Yeah, Matt. I guess that could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I said, I had to turn on the aim sensitivity. The shooting feels crappy. The movement feels crappy. You feel like you're you doesn't skating. feel like yeah. you're running. It feels like you're skiing or oh, skating yeah, yeah. across the ground. But um, there's no sense of propulsion from your legs at all. I call that arcane movement. Yeah, that's just what they all yeah. feel. All the all their games feel that way. Every other first person game has moved past that. First person games aren't like that anymore. You yeah, feel this feels very each archaic. Step now, you feel the surge forward mm-hmm. as your foot plants. This game is not like that. You're just skating across the environments basically. And I'll say this too: you can run like an mf'er, man. You can, oh, you're yeah. like you're like Jesse Ooh. Owens in this game. Like it's really crazy how fast you can run. Like, yeah. How weird is it that this is the trailer and all the cutscenes are just still images? I know this is the debut trailer. This crazy CG thing that made the game look way better than it actually is. Yeah. Or even that. I mean, the most recent preview where they really went over a bunch of stuff. Like, I was more interested then. I yeah. Was like, okay, this looks. There could be something. And oh my god, I, but I don't think I've been left as cold. That's on what the publisher does, forever. though. They they curate that little demo that they let the press play, and it's a lot of times it's not indicative of what it's like to actually play the real game. Like, it, I didn't pay for this. This is a Game Pass game, and I'm still mad. I still feel ripped yeah. off because <laughs> I'm paying for Game Pass. I, I had a friend who like, um, uh, I had a friend online who was like. This morning, I, I looked at the chat, and he's just like, uh, if anyone has Game Pass and has not downloaded Redfall yet, 
don't 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 waste the time downloading 90 gigs or whatever it is and i'm like too late but i agree (laughs) i mean i can go on and on about this game like the the enemies they can they can see through everything like they can see through trees they can see through buildings they know where they see you they know where you are at all times it's like one of those games where they're just like yep because it's a video game they know where your character model is and then one of my things i started to do is because there's usually uv lights outside of safe houses so i just run out and get the attention of as many enemies as i could and run run back to the uv and they all just run right just melt right into the uv lights yeah they turn into dust and you whack them and they fall apart you you collect their dust you get the xp and you're good like it's (laughs) Yep, there's, there's no graphic nothing. settings on Xbox Series X. There's yeah. nothing to adjust. There's, there's no invert Y option until you get into the game. <laughs> it's literally not in the option screen until you start playing. I mean, I could just go on and on, man, about this game. There's just so many issues. It's just, you you couldn't, it would take a whole episode of Game Face yeah. for us to talk about all the and problems like all this in this game. Like, oh, you get all these customization. You want to talk about outfit customization that's pointless. Yeah. I can't see my character. Yeah. What's it for everybody else who I'm playing with that I can't play with because there's no matchmaking? Like, what? and it's real. It's just like hairstyles and like jacket colors. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that great. It's not like you can create the character you want to play as. Like, you have to choose one of the four templates, and yeah. then you just put stuff on top. And of it's them. also like not like the characters are not interesting or, or unique really in any. Like, they seemed way. like they were in this trailer. In the trailer, they seem, <laughs> and in the select screen, they're trying to sell it. But I'm like, especially coming right on the heels of Dead Island Two, where all those characters, even though they're going through the same story do feel like different people yeah because they have personalities even when they're even in a first person matt it really is insane watching this trailer having now having now played this is a lie yeah i mean this trailer is a lie i mean i'm sure this was the original idea but it's not the game that ended up this is not the game that i played for 10 hours last yesterday no (laughs) it just isn't i uh here's how did you you stab that that vampire without wearing them down for 14 shots like um the abram did arcane say they were inspired by far cry 2 or am i misremembering i don't remember that far, actually they, somebody did mention far cry 2 in one of those interviews really that is right i do remember that okay i don't remember that um aj the legend watson is asking has this tarnished arcane's reputation permanently is microsoft now regretting its acquisition well no the, here's the thing it hasn't not regretting the acquisition because they've got elder scrolls 6 right it. so arcane was just a part of the bethesda purchase so if you say like we don't want arcane that means you don't want bethesda and you do want bethesda like yeah i mean you're getting arcane whether you like it or not yeah unfortunately you're getting machine games there's a several studios that came along with that sale yeah. oh wolfenstein youngblood that's the other like weird multiplayer oh, yeah. co-op focus thing they tried to do yeah that didn't do it it also either. was horrible and did yeah. terrible um uh, Swan That's Senpai, I could tell you some things. Out. Xbox really struggling in UK, Ireland at the moment. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. It's not just struggling in the UK and Ireland. We're going to talk about it. And that's what this, and I don't want to sabotage our later discussion because mm-hmm. we are going to talk about some of this stuff. But Matt, this is, a lot of people were looking at this game as like, okay, this is when maybe it will, more people will decide to join Game Pass. This is, these are the types of games that Game Pass needs to get more people to sign up so yeah, they like can... Games you wouldn't pay 70 bucks for, but you might pay 15 bucks a month to have access to. Yeah, but... Not this one. <laughs> and look, I'm not going to fully judge the situation until Starfield is what it is, mm-hmm. one way or the other. You know, yeah. if, if Starfield is a is a disaster, then yeah. Like, I'm going to be... I'll be a full-on team. Somebody needs to take a good, hard look at what's happening over there. Yeah. Um, 
this is I never thought this looked good. I think you may recall even that initial trailer. I'm like, okay, really? Mm-hmm. Like, because I don't like arcane stuff generally. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, you don't like shooters. You don't like cooperative shooters. This was no. more in my wheelhouse, so I gave well, it more the benefit of the it, doubt. It gave such a Left for Dead impression yeah. at the beginning, where I was like, I have no interest in that. But it really isn't like Left for it Dead. Isn't. Though. No, it isn't. And it, I tried to tell you guys that because I was in the the beta. Far Cry comparison is actually pretty. It is. Apt. It's apt. Yeah. yeah. And I did play this a little bit in the beta, but like that was what I was saying earlier when I said there are very specific sections of the game to make you think the game is better than it actually is. Um, and then you finally see the whole thing laid bare, and it's not what they had misled you to believe it was. So, mm-hmm. um, Kevin Rafa, this is what happens when a great studio known for Dishonored, Prey, etc. is making a loot-based shooter. Yeah? They're, here's the thing. The game has been in development for a long time. It's just too late now. The yeah. ship has sailed on that type of game design. Yeah. And I mean, look how... And it's a company... I mean, Arcane, love them or don't love them, and I don't, um, but like, their strength is not the shooting. Their strength is not the fighting. Their strength is the immersive sim aspect. Their strength is the sort of the world aspect. The strength is more their, their kind of the RPG part of the action RPG, and they decided to do a shooter, like a loot-based shooter, which is like the, the worst... Like, you're focusing on the things that you don't, have never particularly done well as a company. And that basically, like, even in the games they make that I like, like Prey, I put up with the shooting in exchange for the rest of the game that I, the part of the game I like. And I, you know, I'm sure it's not like you can't let developers try to grow. I mean, obviously, it's like the Horizon, you know, Guerrilla Games have never done anything like an open world action RPG before they made Horizon, and that turned out great. But, like, you got to know whether you're going to be able to pull this off or not. And this, in addition, as you say, that, you know, that kind of trend is over. Um, I mean, even Borderlands struggled to, to get there. You know, that was a Borderlands kind of, the, you know, people would compare this to Borderlands to some degree. Yeah. I think. And like, you know, even that has struggled and had to kind of reinvent itself as Tiny Tina as Wonderlands, which did, did well. But like, you're not going to compete in that space when it's so tight and kind of the fad is over and it's not what anyone wants from Arcane. Yeah. And, and I, some has, people... And again, I mean, I know people are blaming Phil Spencer for this, but it's like, it is Phil Spencer's fault that this came out maybe in the state it is, and it wasn't kept and baked or maybe even canned completely mm-hmm. because it just wasn't going to shape up the way it needed to be in time to take advantage of that trend. But, like, this concept goes way back from before the Microsoft acquisition. Like, this was a bad idea from the beginning. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, a, like, an open-world co-op Far Cry-style vampire game is a bad idea at its core. I'm just saying... I don't think Arcane was ever going to make a good version of this. Well, I don't know some people Arcane will Austin, say that like, Arcane made a first-person shooter that was a Game of the Year candidate in a lot of publications. However, what people don't realize is that was Arcane Leon. Right. That was, was a different, different development studio. This actually should have been better because this is the real Arcane studio. Mm-hmm. It's I, I'm just blown away by. Although to be fair, we and you know we went over this when it came out. Uh, I wouldn't put Deathloop too much above this one. Well, I don't. Like neither Deathloop. you or I were big fans of Deathloop. No, but, but I'm just saying a lot of people were. But it is nice to see all the reviews in this reflecting the same level of lack of interest or gameplay loop interest that like Deathloop also has. But no one, I mean, the, the people gave ten out of ten to Deathloop. That's out of out of the because they just had the time twisting thing. A lot but of it's, times it's it's just I don't the shiny thing well. that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's a little. I mean, bizarre. look, Deathloop worked better than this game on a technical level. For mm-hmm. sure, it wasn't buggy as hell. Yeah, yeah. Like this is it's like, way more polished. But again, I just this, this game should be better. This is should. Arcane's real team working on this game. Far Cry with vampires is a pitch that I am interested in. Yeah, it's just this didn't. This was not how to do it. This was not yeah. the time to put it out. 
Yeah, Nutsark was asking, is this Arcane Austin? Yeah, it's Arcane Austin. Yeah. It's the real Arcane. This wasn't like some splintered off like team. Um, Vincent says, the problem is that if this was a pre-acquisition project, it should have come out a lot sooner. <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine if it came out sooner than it did? Mm-hmm. What a disaster it would have been. Yeah, I think this was just a really badly timed kind of... It was right there in the middle. I think it was just far enough along that you could be like, okay, you should continue on this because there's sunk costs and it's it's coming yeah. along. But it was not far enough along to be able to say, oh, this is going to work. Well, Microsoft probably looked at it like like it too. It's like, what, Arcane's new game is almost done? Yeah, that sure. makes the acquisition make even more sense because we'll acquire yeah, you guys. Yeah. And three months later, here comes Redfall. Yeah, we got to put out Deathloop on everything, but yeah. then we get this to ourselves. Yeah. Like, you know, On paper, that <laughs> looks pretty good. Oh, man. It did not go well uh, for Microsoft. So that's two thumbs down for Redfall. Look, we know a lot of, a lot of you guys aren't Game Pass subscribers. Um, and so definitely do not pay full price for this if you're not a Game Pass subscriber. That would be a huge mistake. And now I'm not quite as harsh as you, Matt. Like, I, I don't know. I got something out of the 10 hours I played. Am I going to go back and play it more? Probably not. I want that hard drive space back. Yeah, see, to me, like, I'm not so mad at it that I'm like, oh, I, I spent an hour downloading it. Or, I'm not, I don't hate it I that much. I wouldn't but, be as down on it if, like, we weren't in the period we're in right now. Yeah. Right? There are just so many better things to play. Yeah, it's true. Like, and they're only going to get better here. If this was the out in the weeks. middle of nothing, if this came out, like, March 2nd or something, yeah. it would be different. I well, think. there's also a different story behind this. Better and to do. With the whole Bethesda acquisition right. and Game Pass, there's a whole different angle to it now. So... Um, a huge disappointment. If you were waiting on this game to finally join Game Pass, first of all, you should have joined Game Pass anyway, because Game Pass's value so far has not been in games like this. No, it's, it's been, been in the like small. We're, ta- we're actually going to talk about another Game Pass game later on in the show. That's a smaller, more indie type game um, that makes more sense for a service like this. Um, this is just build everybody up to just let them down more than anything. It should not, absolutely, should not have been released in this state. No, it doesn't matter what version you're talking about. It was. It's not you could finished. Argue, you could argue it should not have been released. Yeah. At all. Maybe. We'll see where it gets to in by the end of the year. Like I think there's a ceiling to how good this game was gonna is gonna. No get. matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll it's see. Probably not. Premiere. Yeah. Quality. Like you probably. It's not driving millions of people to Game Pass. Good. No. No. You're not buying hardware for this one. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. That's Redfall. It is available for PC and Xbox. You can buy it. Although that would be a huge mistake. If you want to give it a go, get Game Pass for a month. But what you're, what's going to happen is you're going to play Redfall for like three hours. And then you're going to realize why Matt and I have been telling you to get Game Pass. Because there's all these other awesome games on there that are worth playing. So mm-hmm. huge disappointment for Redfall and Arcane and Microsoft and Bethesda. Just really the worst possible way you could start out that partnership. It's really hard to think of a worse way. Yeah, and I think I don't think it should really reflect on that too hard in in like a more objective sense. But you're not you're never going to get past the the general sort of core gamer public perception of that. Like you're yeah. like no no one expects you know the enthusiast uh, fandom to be reasonable or rational about any of it. So it's just going to become the new talking point that like Phil screwed up and Phil should be fired and all that, which is nonsense. But like yeah, this probably is it. Yeah, it is. We'll talk a little later it about that. It might not be if the next couple, you know, we're going to talk, I, again, I'm going to judge Phil and the acquisition period by Starfield and Hellblade 2, basically. But like, these uh, other games still count and matter. Here's you the can't thing. just ignore the bad parts. Here's the thing, though. I don't think they particularly do, because I yeah. don't think most people are ever even going to hear about Redfall. Really? Does Redfall have 
ads on like basketball or anything? I haven't seen any ads Redfall is being buried and yeah. probably for a good reason. <laughs> well, I think we know why now. So worry about <laughs> it when one of their big high profile yeah. come, come on in and check this out games like Starfield. Worry when that one I mean, what if that one like comes that? out and no, it's ab- busted up and absolutely. broken? I, that is a, like I've, I've always said, you know, <laughs> even going back to last year, Starfield is my most anticipated game, but mostly because of a giant question mark. Yeah. Let's and look it, at what Chad's And saying. the answer to that question mark could be Redfall. Like, yeah. we don't know. We don't know until it happens. Yep. Um, early contender for worst game of the year, El Guapo. No, but definitely miss dis- most disappointing. It's yeah. leading I mean, the pack. Probably maybe the worst, like, big... Budget big, game. Like, big, you know, big yeah. free release. Um, there's other games I think I've liked less. But. Yeah. Uh, El Guapo, damn shame. It is a damn shame. It really sucks. And I, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of why this was released unfinished whether it was phil spencer's mm-hmm. call whether it was phil's boss's call whether it was arcane's call we may never know unfortunately um digital reflux halo I mean, infinite. In the end, the that's buck- another one halo infinite was a huge disappointment too yeah. i mean in the end the buck stops at the you know the top yeah so yeah so at some point you got to answer for that yeah um, and like you know the, the question becomes like are you sort of stepping back and letting these developers do their own thing and it's kind of turning out the way it turns out because of that or are you trying to micromanage and it's not working out or you're not you know very you know and it's like so many of these companies are having trouble with things like you know it's like like what do we know about hellblade 2 yeah like it's been it's that's that's taken way too long for me to be comfortable with yes right now. i agree um, um, Evil Only Five says that he's seen lots of ads for Redfall, so oh yeah, so they're out there. I, I haven't seen them. I watch a lot of sports, and uh, that's usually where video game commercials run. But I have not seen any for it. Yet. Yeah, I haven't seen any publicity for. I didn't even know it came out yesterday. Yeah, I've been watching the NBA and NHL playoffs. If I wasn't looking at Twitter, I would not have known it had gone live yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I knew because I have to prepare the show. Well, I certainly didn't realize it went up on. <laughs> I had to do all the pre-production. I certainly didn't realize it went up at five. Yeah, like that was weird. that was I was awesome. I hope they keep doing that for big. Game Pass. The games. weird thing is, I went on look. I went to go download it from from you know on the, from the store on Game Pass, and you. It, I mean, not that I wanted to, but it wouldn't let me buy it. You really? said it was unavailable for purchase. The only weird. thing I could do was download it for Game Pass. Weird. And it, I think it had gone live maybe like forty minutes earlier. What a mistake it would be to pay sixty dollars oh for that game. <laughs> oh my god. Let alone like the like the eighty dollar like deluxe edition or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Kevin Rafa asked finally, uh, "Can it be saved or should it just be killed?" I mean, I don't think you can just kill it. You put too much effort into it. And I say you support it till the end of 2023. Yeah. If things aren't turning around, bye-bye. Pretty much. That's yeah. what I would say. Okay, let's move on. It's hard to move on. We, we go from a high to a really low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we're going to talk about a game that Matt played, but I have not spent much time with. In fact, I played like the first hour because I just didn't have time. Um, and that is Horizon. I mean, I've only played a few hours of this, too. Okay. It, I'm, I'm maybe, I'd say, a third of the way through it. Okay. It's actually... Seems to be fairly substantial. Yeah. And that is Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores, the first and only story DLC for Horizon Forbidden West, set here in L.A. It's really crazy how many games in the last two weeks have been set in Los Angeles. Yeah, this one's less recognizable. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because it's way more overrun. Mm. Most of it's underwater, really. Yeah, and lava. There's a lot of lava. There's a lot, it's 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 a very you know it's, it's a seismically active place, so everything's sort of got like volcanoes and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's uh, the classic uh, the classic expectation of California falling into the ocean, basically. It hurt that it started with this guy. Oh, with Lance. Yeah. yeah. I really wonder what they're gonna do in the next one without him. I know, like because silence is such a key player in the whole thing yeah like i don't know how you do it without him i wonder and too, i don't know how you replace lance with somebody else i don't know like, either that's, 
very hard. I don't know what they're going to do. Because it's obvious playing this DLC that he was a part of the plan. Oh, he's like, he's practically a secondary protagonist yeah. at this point. And I mean, he always really has been. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, he's the main antagonist, really. When yeah, which you it. wouldn't think, but he is. And by the end of the, um, by the end of the main story, you've, he's kind of decided to team with you. And like, mm-hmm. he's like, well, you're all doomed, but I'll hang out and see how doomed you are. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to put it. And that was kind of really one of the big climaxes at the end of this game. That's funny. I'm wearing the same clothes yeah. in my game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, Although I'm aren't, not painted up quite as elaborately. There aren't that many outfits. Oh, there's tons of outfits, but I just don't like many of them. Yeah. I have something I have something like... How many outfits? I mean, I have something like 30 or 40 outfits. And I don't I, even know. I only that. like like three of them. I use like two outfits the whole game. Sam, I was, in, I, was in the car, I was in the car just shadow outfit for like 50 hours. Yeah. Like, and it's a um, long-ass game. That's a long time to use the same outfits, but I did. Um, so, Matt, you've been playing it. What are your uh, impressions of it? I mean, it's good. It's um, it's very hard, just like uh, Frozen Wild. Like, yeah. like, this is expert mode. Mm-hmm. Like, you're fighting mostly Apex machines. Do you think that's the right um, tack to take with I think so, consider, considering how much of a walkover the it got really easy third of the, the game yeah. for both Horizons is. Mm-hmm. The fact that Frozen Wilds and this both, like... Like, be like, okay, here we're gonna throw everything at you. Like, you know, you can't just like run around with your bow and like your long, your sharp shot and your hunter bow and like take everything out and expect to. Like, you got to think about it more. Like, I started a fight with a, a thunder jaw and a and a, a slaughter spine, and that did not go well. For yeah, me. like it was, it was, and like that's the first time I've died in probably forty hours. Yeah, like it's. <laughs> So that sounds like it's a, it's a good idea to yeah. jack up the difficulty a little bit. It's oh, a little sure. jarring though, going from the ending. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, these things are killing me. I'm like, it, it, it's it's a it's a shift, and it and you know I, I upgraded a bunch of stuff, and so my arrows actually take more resources to make now. Mm-hmm. So I had to get used to them. Oh, I don't actually have too many. Of the, uh, I'm used to having almost infinite resources. Yep. And now I don't, which is even more interesting. It's funny. This opening scene here is just like a tour of like Overrun LA, basically. Much, it's yeah. like here's all the landmarks that we have from LA check them out which is cool as someone who lives here it's pretty awesome that they it's gratuitous that they did it yeah. such a in such you a see gratuitous like the Capitol way. records building yeah like a little thing it's 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 fun like it, you recognize things the palm trees are still here you know? yeah they're <laughs> like the only things that are still there which is very funny also because all life died right on earth yeah as part of the plot of this game so at some point gaia or whoever the, the ais that were repopulating the earth is oh, there's the chinese theater yeah repopulating the earth uh, we're like hollywood boulevard right there yeah. they're, they're hiding on hollywood boulevard hollywood beach <laughs> and then, at some point the yeah. uh, the ais were like well there should probably be palm trees in la one yeah. way or the other right so. very low max is saying i went into the dlc with mostly all legendary weapons upgraded and i kind of bodied everything yeah, I mean, I don't have any everything upgraded that level. Yeah, it's because I I haven't really found because I haven't didn't do the arena enough to like get the legendary like hunter bow and sharp shot. I didn't get I like. any of those. Yeah, um, I have some legendary weapons, but they're all the types of weapons I don't like using. Uh huh. So, so they I just sit there. You I have I have the purple ones fully upgraded, and they do well enough. Mm-hmm. But like uh, and legendary armor upgraded, and then you know I have the appearance put over of one of the armors I actually like. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like it's it's uh, it's but it's still definitely a a, a, a bump from the from the main game. I yep. would say. Um, Squishy <laughs> is asking, do you two recommend playing Zero Dawn or jump straight to into Forbidden West? You don't need to play Zero Dawn to enjoy no, Forbidden West to but its I fullest. Would, I would recommend doing so. Well, you can definitely get the first game a lot cheaper. Yeah, um, and it's still a great game. It's still good. But Forbidden West is significantly better. 
Yeah, but I I think uh, I do think the reveal of the apocalypse, the nature of it, and what happened is is better in one. I would agree that if you don't play one, your appreciation of the plot in Forbidden West is going to be extremely muted. Yeah. The things that like, happen you can watch in videos this. on YouTube, but that only goes so far. Yeah, like, the things that happen in this, a lot of the weight of it comes from what you know from the first game yeah. about what happened in the past, and, and some of the struggle that you went through yeah. as the player in the first game like that yeah, matters I, I would definitely recommend playing the first game i would too but you don't have to you don't have to but i would say you'll have a better experience if you do agree yep i agree and by the time you finish that this will probably be cheaper <laughs> by the time you finish that you'll be 50 years old yeah. <laughs> and you'll be looking for something else to play because these both of those games are long man yep i think i finished forbidden west like almost 60 hours or something that sounds i mean i did more stuff i was i was 70 75 hours yeah because you do a lot more side stuff yeah. than i do although i did on, a good on, bit on. in forbidden west because I, I found it interesting i still didn't finish all this i didn't finish all the rebel camps i didn't do yeah. all the arena stuff which is where you get the medals to get the really good gear because eventually you have to do something else the game basically <laughs> had post-game content <laughs> yeah yeah um so what what do you like about it what have you not liked so far about this dlc um well i like the, how do you the, like the new character and the plot and everything she's cool like i don't understand the the, the all the consternation over the fact that aloy i mean aloy and this girl basically end up together together yeah um and if you didn't see aloy coming as some kind of yeah i mean come on not straight mr naive you are not paying attention <laughs> yeah. like yeah there's a period mr of time, wishful thinking there was a period of time where i thought that maybe she might be asexual yeah um because she just doesn't show interest in anybody really but she's yeah. always been had better rapport with female characters and it is even in the main game of forbidden west they talk about how uh elizabeth her her you know the person she's cloned from uh had a gay relationship with another woman yeah. like it's all there guys also have pursued her she doesn't reciprocate yeah she's not into that and like yeah. part of that might just be like most of the guys who pursue her fucking Are adults yeah, yeah like, <laughs> but also it's like she doesn't have time for that she's running yeah. around all saving over the, the world place, saving the world again like, you know, <laughs> it, you know, it could go either way it's like either she doesn't care about you know having a relationship with anybody or she's just too busy to do that and that makes sense too you yeah know? Um, also, she was raised as an outcast in the wilds by a, basically a drill instructor and probably isn't super socialized. Matt, look at that it. shot right there. Dude, it, be very nice. just, could you imagine, like, back, even in the N64 era, if somebody walked up to us and was like, you want to see something? Let me show you what a PlayStation... <laughs> want <laughs> Let me show you what a PlayStation 5 game is going to look like. I yeah. mean, look at that. It's insane what video games have become. It yep. is amazing. And this you, is why I got into this industry. And you do get to drive that skiff. Like, that's your kind of your main yeah. transportation. Because you get your, your flying mount shot down by the tower there yep. when you first come in. So you, the first mission is to go deactivate that tower, and then you can fly around again. Mm -hmm. um, but it basically forces you to go around and explore. Uh, the side missions are actually a little more involved in this. Like, there are multiple objectives, and you can kind of piece things together however you want, whatever order you want. Uh, those have been really good. Um, it's a substantial amount of content. I'd say you're probably going to spend, you know, I'd say it's like 8 to 12 hours in here. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other stuff to find. There's, you know, there's a lot of stuff to explore. Um, Nexus 6 Batty brings up a good point. He says, James Earl Jones retired as Darth Vader, but his voice will live on through AI. Like, I'm sure they can do the same with Lance Riddick's voice as well. It's true. They could. Because they have hours and hours of yeah, his voice recordings in they're high gonna need, quality. They're going to need his estate's permission for that, yeah, though. So but, that's... I mean, they probably will be okay with it after time. I don't think they will. Maybe not immediately. No. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be issues with that. You could that. be right. It could take time. James Earl Jones 
specifically told them I'm le- I'm giving you permission to like that was his idea. He's like I'm going to give you permission to simulate my voice because I'm happy with how you've done it, mm-hmm. so you can keep Darth Vader going for yeah. as long as you want to. Yeah, like that was his choice. Like approaching a dead celebrity's relatives and saying, "Hey, can we resurrect their voice with a AI?" I don't think there's a lot of like polite society precedent for that. Yeah. I don't know how you start that conversation. Yeah. You know? Um, I think it might make more sense to sort of talk to his the agency and talk to the his family and talk to his you know actor friends and say is there anyone who would feel comfortable taking this role over that shot too right there man look at that it's just, uh, you, can so def- you can definitely see um, there's a bunch oh, of places man. where you can definitely see why this is only on PS5 yeah by the way we should have um, mentioned off the top this is PS5 only you cannot play the DLC on PS4 even though you can play yeah. the base game on PS4 again you- I don't think that's ever happened before. Um, I think it has. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but that, that isn't unprecedented. Huh. Um, but it is rare. It, I mean, this game looks stunning, and, obviously. Uh, that, but also, like, you fight more... More machines show up in fights than in the main game. Mm-hmm. Like, there's pl- definitely places where I'm like, okay, you're fighting a Thunderjaw and a Slaughter Spine, and they summon a bunch of the little, like, burrower things, and then, like, a couple of the freaking kangaroo things came in. Like, like, like there was a point where there were like seven or eight machines fighting me at once and I had uh, Regala with me and she was like uh, fighting them and I was like, yeah, I've never seen anything of this scale in the main game. What's like, the main thrust of the plot in this? What's, uh, you're go, what are you doing? You're, what? you're there because the... Uh, that gets into spoilers for the main game. Okay. Um, but basically, uh, you thought you killed all the bad guys at the end of the main game, and there's one of them left that you didn't know about, and he's in L.A., and so you go to find them, and he's the one running that tower mm. that it shoots you down. Uh, and you find... these are, these are This is another group of Quen. You find the Quen on the West Coast in the, in the main game. They're from... Sounds like... I think they're from Asia, basically. Mm-hmm. They come across the ocean looking for the ancestors and archives and stuff. Uh, and they got hit by a storm, and they're sort of shipwrecked in San Francisco. So this is the other half of the fleet that got sh- separated in the storm and ended up gotcha. in LA and they don't know that anybody else survived. So they've been there for months and are kind of like form this little like pocket society. And this guy is like, he's basically a cop. He's basically like, there, there's like, it's a very repressed thing that only certain people get to have focuses and they control mm-hmm. it from it. They basically misinterpreted all of the history of the world and it's become their religion. And so that guy is basically like the Gestapo mm-hmm. and he's like enforcing people doing their roles. And, and so he's kind of the main enemy early on. Um, Has it kept your interest and kept you yeah. driving forward? Oh, yeah. So now, you've been playing this while you've been playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Which is, have you enjoyed more? I like Jedi better. Yeah. Um, but that might be because I've played like 80 hours of this you game. You had already. just finished this. Yeah, I finished, like, the, I finished base the main game. game of Forbidden West last week. Yeah. So I got, went back to it because I, when I realized that you couldn't play the new DLC unless you'd finished the main game, I'm like, oh, I better get to that. Yeah. And I thought I was going to do it in like a day and a half, but it took me like a week because... Yeah. Those main missions are pretty long, um, but yeah, it's very good. I'm, I'm not super far into it, like in terms of, but like, yeah, you're trying to, you, and so you you team up with uh, I can't remember her. I think her name is Regala, but I can't remember. I might, I might be misremembering that. But she is she's a, a soldier in the quote. She's like unusual for the Quen because she's very rebellious and is she's looking for her sister. Like mm. her sister's missing, and she knows the only way to find her is to kind of go rogue. And Aloy wants to get to find uh the 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 last remaining bad guy and with the super tech and so they kind of team up to take the tower down and decide they like each other like that whole thing is sort of like a like like you run across things and she's like oh look out those those machines are really dangerous they're not and and ayla's like yeah yeah i know 
Like, and so they kind of like you have some fights, and she's like, "Oh, you know how to do this." Uh, like, yeah, I know how to do this. Like, I see. Gotcha. So you they kind of prove them, you prove yourselves to each other mm-hmm. a little bit. Yep. Um, and that kind of thing. So, uh, is this twenty bucks? I think so. Yeah, twenty or twenty five. I can't remember. I don't remember. Me either. It's worth it. <laughs> it's 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 very robust. There's a lot of stuff and rumor is it's at least ten hours long. I would say so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm already like two hours in, and I've done two of the main story quests and like three side quest things and, mm-hmm. and exploring things, and there's still a bunch of the map I haven't uncovered. And okay. Um. Yeah. It's, so you would recommend it? You just think- like yeah, just like Frozen Wilds. It's like it's a significant bump. There's there's four. I think four new machine types. Uh. There's a bunch of stuff. It, it, there's a lot to do it doing it and it integrates obviously into the main game it's a separate area it's not like frozen wilds where you kind of just cross over that one mountain and you're yeah you have to actually choose to go to la mm-hmm. but um but no it's a it's a substantial chunk of content the other thing too is that for and most for content. most people they finished this six eight months ago if they finished it at all right and so they're not and that's the other thing too you have to have finished the base game to play this you cannot play it if you haven't finished the base game but for most people it's been eight months or whatever since they played the base game mm-hmm. they're ready for more like they're they're not like you who just came off finishing the game last week and now you're jumping onto the dlc they're probably ready for more horizon mm-hmm. at this point so um, aj the legend watching brings up a good point that lance was such a big gamer that the family might want to co-op that's true actually that he did he did love doing video game yep. stuff like he, well i mean let's be honest he did bigger things in games than he really did for a long time in acting yeah I mean, he had some major stuff, but like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, he he loved. He offered at G four. He offered to play the on stage live demo of Destiny two for us. Yeah, because he lo- he loved. Do- he plays. He, he's yeah. like he's like I love doing voices for games because it's fun, and also they give me the game early. <laughs> like, <laughs> was like nice fringe benefit. He so, was a he was a real one. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, there you go. That's Horizon Forbidden West: Burning Shores. Either twenty or twenty five bucks. It's Matt's, twenty. It's, it's 20. twenty. Matt says worth the twenty bucks if you if enjoyed you, the if base you liked game. It, it's 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 more of that, but more so and harder. And like, it's yeah, it's it's solid. Just two things to remember: it's PS5 only yep. for one, and you need to have finished the first game in order to play it. Yep. So as long as you satisfy those two things, pick it up and enjoy it. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about the topic I've been teasing for much of today's episode. We're going to talk about the console war. We don't do that really on Game Face. A lot of other podcasts. Almost, honestly, there isn't much of one. Well, every other week, the other po- most other podcasts are like, "Let's do the the console war check in," like <laughs> for like once a month yeah, or those, whatever. Yeah, but those people are boring. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna do it today because some things have come to light. Which over- international mega corporation's gonna win? <laughs> raw, raw. Who fucking cares? Who care? I know it's a joke. Do you know who actually is gonna win? Nintendo. <laughs> Maybe. Well, this this year for sure. We're well, gonna sell a lot of games. Nobody else made a billion and a half dollars at the fucking <laughs> box office. I'll tell you that much. Have you guys noticed, by the way, that my chair isn't squeaky anymore? Oh, well, you probably well, haven't, but it's not. Um, <laughs> the fact that you haven't noticed is the point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so some things have happened over the last week that have kind of like we didn't really know what was going on the last couple three years because there was a pandemic and there were shortages for hardware and components and they couldn't make as many machines as they needed or wanted and there it was really a fool's errand to try to figure out where things were going because the other part of it too matt is that microsoft had decided to go down this new pathway that we had never gone down Mm -hmm. before we didn't know if game pass was going to work like what are the metrics for success with game Pass? we didn't know any of that 
But now that the pandemic is over... Which I think was partly by design. Yeah, maybe. The obfuscation of what success means with Game Pass seems to be intentional. I think you may be right. And I think I may have said something to that effect initially when Mm -hmm. Game Pass was first bandied about. Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting that this concept inherently... Means you can't be measured. Cannot be measured. Because, Matt, it started with, by the way, Microsoft taking back the sales numbers remember right for like two years so all of a sudden microsoft is like you know what we're not going to tell you how many pieces of hardware we sold and we're not going to tell you how much software we sold anymore and that had happened for a couple years before the game pass era started mm-hmm. so i felt like it wasn't even but really right fair. smack in the middle of where those numbers were pretty embarrassing compared to the competition yeah, pretty much so i didn't think it was really fair to talk about this stuff until now because supply chain wide open there are no more delays there are no more component shortages you can build as many consoles as you want and need to now so all bets are off it's it's fair to talk about this now and this week we got some information that was quite flattering to playstation and much and much less so for microsoft first of all playstation 5 matt i know it may be hard to believe but it is tracking to be the best-selling console of all time It is tracking to beat the PlayStation 2, which is the best-selling console of all time at like 150 or 160 million units or something like that. And PlayStation right now is tracking to destroy that. PlayStation this year, this fiscal year, is tracking to sell more PlayStations than ever. They, If things hold up this year... you can actually buy one. Right. If things hold up this year and sales continue the way that they are... This fiscal year, they will sell more than 25 million consoles, which is something PlayStation has never done. Mm-hmm. Makes you want. I mean, obviously, you're just you can't really extrapolate it. It makes you wonder what a, in a world where the pandemic and the chip shortage didn't happen, what happens? What would, where would we be in that? I can't even now? comprehend it. Yeah. As of right now, 38 million PlayStation fives have been sold already. Um, it I is, never thought we'd see a time when like PlayStation Two was outclassed in that regard because there was a, PlayStation Two sold like you wouldn't believe. You know, you, people, I couldn't even fathom how well it sold because it had the DVD player capability and it broke. Yeah. and a lot of people had to buy two buy of them. One. Like, but it's like that thing. I remember at the time, it felt like there was no way to top that because it was not only was it a good system, it was a singular moment in time in terms of its use case. Yeah, but here we are. Here we are. It is it is whooping PlayStation Two as of right now, which I never ever thought would happen with any console but but consoles are dead any minute yeah. now right Packer? <laughs> exactly yeah yeah any, anytime now believe me when we record i ask him about this stuff and he'll he always has some thing that he says mm. i'm just like okay it's not it's not the word i would use okay thing thing <laughs> yep um so playstation 5 is just dominating now that's great, but you can't really, it, it's hard to say, well, we don't know what Microsoft is doing, and so maybe Microsoft is doing just as well, and that has leaked out over the last week. I mean, that I is, would not That is that not the case at all. At all. Yeah. Um, I have always assumed they are selling somewhere in the half range. It has leaked out that Xbox sales have been slowing drastically, that Game Pass subscriptions have slowed drastically, and actually are kind of like flat, mm. not down, but flat, because... PlayStation Plus subscriptions are actually down. They're mm-hmm. really high. They have like 50 million subscribers, but they're actually falling from where they I were. I think changing the format on that was a mistake. It seems like it. Uh, but still, they have like 50 million subscribers, which is freaking amazing. Yeah, you can take some attrition damage with that. Yeah, absolutely. Like- um, but it's looking like Game Pass is a bust, Matt. And now we have this game, Redfall, that was supposed to be like the next big release that's supposed to convince people to jump on board. And that's not going to happen. I mean, I'm not super convinced that's what Redfall was ever positioned to be. Um, it would have been nice. I think that was the perception, I guess. I maybe. think that was the hope 
from like maybe if you saw it internally when you were buying Bethesda. Like yeah. Go, oh, we could use this for that. I'm sure they've known for the last six months to a year that that is not what Redfall was going to do. Well, after they were um, playing it internally. For sure. Yeah, exactly. They knew it wasn't very good. Your first, I mean, the first real test of that is Starfield. Starfield is your, if Starfield does not move the needle, I don't, I guess you start over. Matt, are you, like, you, have you, you are you not kind of getting to the place where you don't think anything's going to move the needle? Because that's kind of where I'm at. Um, well, here, here's the thing. I do think there is something that will move the needle. It just doesn't matter. Because the thing that would move the needle is Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. But that's years. It's so far years away. Years away. Yeah. Years away. Like, minimum three years, right? Like, but yeah. probably more. Maybe not even maybe this more. generation. Like, yeah. we don't even know, right? Um, so, you're... you're ho- I mean... Star- I would say at least at least two years after Starfield is, re- is released. Yes, for sure. At, at least. least. Yeah. At least. So, I'm... Th- you're t- so, you're two canaries in this coal mine. I c- Redfall is a bust, for sure. Redfall doesn't dictate the future to me. Redfall is, it would have been a nice to have, but it was never going to set the world on fire, even if it was a great game. Mm -hmm. Your two canaries in the coal mine on this for me are Starfield, which is already kind of blowing up a little bit. People people I know that don't know about internal game stuff know what Starfield is already. Like, Starfield is an exciting idea. If it sucks, we have a problem. Well, I don't have a problem. Microsoft has a problem. (laughs) Um... And, on, and the other one, because now there's a lot of chatter because of them featuring it in a coming 2023 montage. Hellblade 2 was in this montage yeah. that Hellblade 2 might be out this fall. If Hellblade. That's not a face, needle mover, though. I mean, it just isn't. It's It could be, though. It would have to be like Goaty, like Game of the Year. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, but here's the thing I think there is a timeline where it is that yeah because they i think the first one has that I think psychological 2, angle to it i think hellblade 2 is a massive reinvention of what this thing is it I, better be it has to as be as long sure. as it's been in development but like well there's two there's two um options on that either yeah. it is that yeah or it's just hit tons of technical snags right. and it's just and they're trying they're going to put the thing out you're like why did this take so long and it's just like well we couldn't get all the tech to work or it's like a, a Jedi Survivor thing where it's like, not that that took, took so long, but it's like, we expanded this thing out tremendously. There's all these new things you can do is, is a huge thing. Yeah, basically, like you could you could turn you could do an Assassin's Creed 2 thing, basically, mm-hmm. you know, like first game's really cool. Second game is like lives up to the promise of what we saw in the first place. And that's what Hellblade 2 should be. And hopefully that's what it is. But if you, but also Hellblade Two, I think has been delayed and in development long enough under the auspices of Microsoft that I think you can judge the final product as a product of Microsoft. Yeah, you know because because I mean? Hellblade's been under the banner for a while. Yes, it isn't exactly. like Arcane or Bethesda. Right. It's not like a project. I mean, obviously they were working on it before they were bought, but I think it's been long enough and it's it was early enough in development that I'm sure Microsoft's had enough of a hand or supervisory role in that that you can kind of make some conclusions off of how it's going in there mm-hmm. in a way I don't think you can with Redfall because Redfall really feels like it just sort of would have turned out that way anyway. Maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see a world, maybe Bethesda would have been, or Zenimax would have been smart enough to hold off on release longer and let it cook a little more. But I don't. I think there was a ceiling to how good Redfall was. Now that we played it, I think we can say there was a ceiling to how good that game was going to yeah. be. But Starfield has got to deliver. It does. Starfield has got to be in the game of the year conversation. Like, there's because we, no look, we already went through it. a Halo here. And I am like, abs- don't forget, and I Halo is in it. Even though, even though I'm super hot for Starfield, I am absolutely willing to admit Starfield may not be in the game of the year conversation in the end. Like, it may not. 
it depends this on how year, buggy it is. Well, exactly. But I mean, and yeah. look, someone did point out like in a, it was a thread where I was like, just tell me the most useless gaming thing you know. And it was a lot of it was people that know weird bugs in Oblivion. Uh-huh. And like you do this, and this character does this, or this one character they forgot to give her AI, so she just instead of going to bed or going to work, she just stands and watches a ham cook forever things like things like that give the elder scrolls games those bethesda open world games their personality it's like those bugs are fine those bugs are sort of like oh that's quirky and weird it's the things where it's like i can't play skyrim on ps3 because i fall through the world every time i step on this rock yeah i have to step on this rock to get this quest done like if it's full of shit like that like that's a disaster i guess what i'm getting at is it's it feels like it's all too late i don't think so I, think I mean, this almost, generation's over, Matt. Oh, for this, yeah, like nothing you can really do. Like Microsoft here. is not going to compete this generation. Unless, I mean, the only thing you would be able to do that with is if they, I don't know, if they got like a Fortnite style hit, which I don't see in their catalog. It's possible. Forward. It's possible, but I don't see it. You know, yeah. if it is, there, I mean, there's only been one Fortnite again, so far. <laughs> but again, event, but, but you know, there was PUBG before that. There yeah. Was, you know, there's, there's Halo. I mean, Halo was that. I mean, yeah. it didn't like win them that generation, but it won them the next generation. And well, it kept it. them alive yeah. to pursue another generation. So I'm not saying it's too late for my, I mean, in terms of like, oh, they're going to shut Xbox down or like Phil Harrison's going to get fired and everything's going to go away. I don't, I don't uh, think Phil Harrison might get fired. Yeah. But it's not going to, he it's might not gonna end the Xbox division like this, but they may have to go back to the model that PlayStation is using where you go back oh, you to sell selling the, game. the games. Maybe. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm wondering. Is this, is it, is it proven now that this model's not going to work? Because you look, even if Starfield's great Mm -hmm. and it's game of the year, it's 10 out of 10 or whatever, people are going to go to Game Pass. They're going to subscribe to it. They're going to play the game for two months or best case scenario, three months. And then what? And then you're waiting for Bethesda's next for Elder Scrolls, like three. I, I just, I'm having problems starting to see. Well, I'm starting to have problems well, seeing how this is sustainable. Well, theoretically, ever. then you'd have Hellblade two, and then you'd have Forza, whatever we're calling. But I, I just, but right, right. But there's, they're not as big as like Bethesda's big RPGs. They're not as big, but they are enough to keep you paying fifteen bucks a month instead of seventy dollars. But are they game. enough to get but more the, people to start paying fifteen bucks a month? Uh, I mean, my because that's what you have to do I mean, if my you're Microsoft. To that is who cares because but microsoft cares but we don't know like we don't know what the numbers are and that what they want like that's the thing we still don't know what microsoft wants from game pass in terms of sheer volume well i mean pactor is kind of laid down like if if it really is going to be a success on the the level that microsoft needs it to be they're going to need at least around 100 million subscribers mm-hmm. and what do they have right 25 now? yeah i don't really see getting to that so if that if they really thought that was the target they're crazy yeah that was never going to happen i mean it could if people really started adopting playing like game pass off console um you know playing it on their tv or on their pc or on right, their but laptop like, or could have i mean that's that's on the level of thinking google stadia was a good idea but like, here's the it, thing microsoft has been signing deals with streaming partners mm-hmm. like they've signed two huge deals in the last like two months with big time streaming partners basically showing their hands saying look we need to get more people playing xbox game pass off console off pc well that's not gonna work that's what i'm getting at matt (laughs) like i don't think it's gonna work i think what's happening what we're seeing now is that this is not gonna work this plan is not gonna work they don't have enough big games to do it and i don't think anybody is capable of it even if you did buy and that's the other angle to this matt the deal was just blocked to buy activision blizzard like, even with them, like, I struggle to see them having enough big games to make this model work. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really see where that was going to 
go. I mean, especially if they really did intend to have Call of Duty multi-platform still for another, you know, eight to ten years. Right. Like, what else is left? Are you going to, like, hold Diablo Five hostage now? I, I, I don't know. Blizzard doesn't put enough stuff out regularly to do that with. Yeah, I, I feel like time is running out here. Like, for this to, it's like a make or break point, and I don't know that they have anything mm. that's going to make it. Yeah. See, here's, I mean, look, I don't know if I believe Pactor's 100 million thing. That's a ridiculous number. Like, yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying that corporate people don't have ridiculous ideas. I mean, look what's happening with the Writers Guild right now. Like, yeah. that strike is ridiculous. The idea that they think that they can just not address that is absurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone pointed out, like, you know, the part of the problem there is like the executive people there, they're not the ones who make things successful. The thing, you know, the writers who wrote Mad Men and The Wire, and th- they're the ones who made those network that yeah. things pop out, or Last of Us, even for HBO Max recently, or Game of Thrones. That's uh, you know, not that they finished that too well, but like, that's in the right. They wrote those, the writers did that. If you give an executive, like, to, uh, uh, you know, here is your chance to make this big and, and, and revolutionize it, you get Quibi. And, like, there, there's a kind of a problem there where, like, you know, the people in charge are kind of resentful that they're not the ones who create the value. Yeah. And, like, I just don't, um, I don't think the solution here is in the executive board and the solution is making a game that people are willing to pay 70 bucks for. Well, I think Pactor, like, and most analysts that are either. comparing Game Pass to Netflix and to Amazon Prime. Right. Like, but because that's, that's the model that, and you need... And those businesses needed around 100 million subscribers to actually make it. Right, but that's never going to happen in gaming. You that's can't. what I'm saying. <laughs> so you just Exactly. This isn't going to work. So, it is not going to work. I, but here's the thing. I don't believe Microsoft, people running Microsoft, that's stupid. Like, I don't think they have a 100 million target. They've, I think they do. I don't think they do. That, do. That's ridiculous. Look, that's they have deep pockets. They can keep funding Xbox until I'm way after I'm dead. That doesn't mean it's a success. Mm-hmm. That just means you're throwing good money after bad money. I mean, it is possible they fall into that kind of infinite growth capitalism thing where it's like you can't just do the thing where it's like, hey, this business makes us this much revenue every year. And that's, that's not great. good enough. But no, you have to do the infinite growth thing, which is which silly. Is, it is silly. That's um, why Game Trailers doesn't exist anymore. Right. Not, like I saw Waypoint went under this yeah. week and I was, look, I was reading some of the stuff the people who worked there were writing. It's the same thing that happened to Game Trailers. They said they claimed Waypoint was profitable, or at least at one point it was. At one point it was. Yeah. Game Waypoint. Trailers was always profitable. We had a, at least a 30% profit margin every year. But we only made like $3 million in profit into a company like Viacom. They're like, that's like two hours at the movie theater for one of our crappy Paramount films. Mm-hmm. Like, And they're just like, it's not worth the hassle. Bye-bye. Like, you're right. It, the infinite growth thing. And, but that is what Microsoft subscribes to. That's its mm-hmm. big business. So... Which is weird because you'd think they'd be used to like what you want isn't what happens because I mean yeah for, I mean no matter what they do is I mean maybe they are that dumb I know they're a different division but it's like how ridiculous is it that when you try to install a different browser on Windows 11 it's like hey Microsoft Edge has everything you need you don't need Chrome yeah and I'm like no I do I do need you're, Chrome you're, I I paid for the Office Suite but I only need the Edge no yeah I, it's not. Not gonna happen. <laughs> That's a good pun. Um, it's it's. <laughs> That's funny. So, so that maybe joke. they are dumb. Maybe they are that dumb. I but even it, look, even if it's fifty million. It's still pretty unrealistic. Yeah, but, I don't think they'll get but there. But but the other thing is like, okay, if that's the number, what's their time frame? How long? Do, how I mean, they've always long eternity. All this maybe <laughs> they I mean, may, they're gonna need it to get there. I mean, I don't know what kind of dent you're going to make until something as big as Elder Scrolls comes I mean, along. I, and here's what I think what happens with even Elder Scrolls or Starfield is you gain two or three million subscribers for three months. I think Elder Scrolls could make a bigger dent than that. Not a hundred million, but I think that's that's the only thing with the clout to do that. It's mm-hmm. also the only thing with the clout to sell hardware. 
Uh, but I mean, look, yeah. I, you know, I love Star. Oh, I'm super into Starfield, and I loved Hellblade. Would I buy an Xbox for them if I didn't already have one and didn't care about everything else on Xbox? Probably not. Yeah. Like, if I'm not, if I wasn't someone who was just in for all the consoles, I always find every console to have enough uh, worth, you know, to justify them, even the Wii U, and like, sorta, and um, <laughs> and I have the disposable income to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think I'd own a Series X this generation. I don't know that I need it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I have, I play it every once in a while because I have Rocket League on it, but I can very easily download Rocket I mean, League for my PS5. I, mean, I play it more than the PS5, a because there's more storage on it, and b because things do tend to run a little better on it. Mm-hmm. But is it that much of a difference? No. Mm-hmm. Like, would I notice outside, if I played everything on on PS5? Probably not. Like, yeah. I, I'd, be, I'd be fine playing everything on PS5 instead. Yeah. I just don't do it because I prefer to. I don't want to keep deleting things I delete. I download. Yeah, and I look. I wonder too. Like if if Xbox does get to a place where it's hemorrhaging money, like I don't think Microsoft is just going to kill it randomly. No, but I do think Microsoft will be reluctant to start to keep pouring money into Xbox and saying, "Oh, no more acquisitions." Yeah, like oh, if they I, do manage to get the is over I, once I, they get if they if it goes through, which I think it still will. What the Activision thing? Yeah, uh, yeah, it probably will. Probably um, will, but, but after that, I don't see what else they do in terms of acquisition. I mean, and that, I don't you, think it's going to get them to where they need to go. Make, you got to start making some cookies. Yeah, uh, and uh, can, you, you've spent enough time buying kitchen the dough, pieces. and yeah. now it's time to actually make the freaking yeah. cookies. And, but make, and here we are, all like we're three years into this cycle. In, yeah, here we are, and we're playing Redfall and being disappointed by it. Like, and we're still wondering where Hellblade Two is, yes. and we don't really know how Starfield's going to turn out. Like, it's you, we should have known all this by now. And yeah. some of that's the pandemic, but some of it's just like well, I, I was just giving them the benefit of the doubt longer, because of the pandemic. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to judge, but now we're clear of the pandemic. Like, you well, see, I'm not, what, I'm not judging until Starfield. But Starfield I, is. The I big agree. One. I agree. That's probably a smart thing to do. But you see what PlayStation has done since we came out of the pandemic. Oh, sure. And then you look at what Microsoft has done, and one is a winning strategy, and one is not. Right. The winning but Microsoft strategy. has been like you know. A, a kilometer behind the starting line already anyway like, like microsoft started so far behind this generation because of how badly they dropped the ball last generation yeah that like you know the optimistic forecasts were like they're gonna pull even with playstation 5 obviously that is not remotely the case look they had a great piece of hardware they had a decent launch but if they'd gotten you know if they'd gotten still not good fruit enough fruit from those acqui- acquired developers a year ago yeah it would be a different situation and like i understand that you know things get delayed things are hard the pandemic pushed everything back Mm. we're still getting you know one of the reasons the release schedule this year is so good is we are getting all the stuff that was slated to come out this year and the stuff that was slated to come out last year yeah because of delays yeah that's true so but you know what still there's some weeks where we struggle to do game face here and there (laughs) because there there are just so fewer games there's only like 80 games released per year now Matt. well to be fair there used to be like 600 to be fair most people only need like four right you know like because the games are bigger now yeah you don't need that like um but it's starting to, you know, things are trickling through a little better and and more more noticeably. Like I, my, you know, my, some of my more casual friends asked about Armored Core mm-hmm. this week. I'm like a game that doesn't come out till August. Yeah, a mech game. Yeah, by the Dark Souls people. Well, and that's the last part. There is why they're asking they you about like it. Dark Souls. They don't like Dark Souls. Souls. Really? No, they don't have time. They that have is chil- bizarre. They have children, then. but they know they saw the Armored Core trailer. Wow, that surprises me. Interesting. Me too. I okay. was very sure. So that <laughs> Armored Core is penetrating yeah. the mind share. Will it matter? I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, once I told them what it was, they're like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>, I'm good. <laughs> hey, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to chat and see what you guys are saying about all this stuff. Um, 
Hey. I know where the metric system is. Swan Senpai, as I said, Xbox is losing shop presence. That's going to hurt them. What do you mean by shop presence? Shelf space. Oh, you mean like physically? Yeah. Because- I think that I think that's the like the British way of saying shelf space. Well, the other thing too about it is that you know it, it's. <laughs> They don't want shelf space. Like they don't want right. to sell the hardware. They don't want to sell consoles. Yeah, they, this they've they pivoted this generation to an ecosystem model, yeah. and we're kind of waiting to see if that is actually going to happen. And third parties can't sell games on Xbox anymore. We're already starting to see some of the indies like not make the mm-hmm. Xbox version anymore. Well, there's a whole thing going around by that. Like there was already there was also a report of PlayStation software sales being down, and it's being directly attributed to the ten dollar price hike. Like, people are not buying new games on PlayStation 5 anymore. Yeah. Um, which is going to end up being a problem there, too. Um, the J-Bone 29 says, they said multiple times they're looking to reach 2 billion gamers. That was just nonsense. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's just marketing whatever. That was that, That's exactly what you're talking about with the streaming on everything thing, which was never going to happen. Yeah. Um, is Microsoft stupid? Who is the, This is from Pot F2. Is Microsoft stupid? Who has the time to play a new release every single month? Uh, a lot of people. Not too many. Like, really? Most people I know only play, like, they play one thing over a course of several months, and then they buy the next new thing, and usually it's not even a new thing, it's just new to them. Yeah. Um, Redfall is the first AAA first party game since Halo. Well, obviously not AAA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, they, they, I mean, they would probably categorize it as that. I mean, are you going to be okay wise. with, is it okay, is it, is like one or two big games a year enough for a Game Pass? I don't think it is. For a model like Game Pass, not really. Yeah. Like you got to have something interesting on a regular basis. Um, Pod F2. Because what I've... if you don't like the current big thing? You still need secondary things to keep their attention. Yeah. The J Jump Bone 29 says all the big games this year run better on PS5, according to Digital Foundry. It's true. Yeah, marginally. But yeah, but still better. That, that's that's kind of new this year, though. Yeah. People learn the hardware, I guess. Um, Swan Senpai have a Series S, the Black Limited Edition, and it's full of dust. Yeah. I don't play my series x all that much anymore like i just don't um microsoft wants one game a quarter they could get to that point like when do you think they're going to get to that point like (laughs) we're Um, talking like two years three years from now no i mean they might get there this year if the releases are solid i mean you get starfield out you get hellblade out you get forza out that's three in the space of two quarters and then you as you know you better have something for january through march i guess yeah um you theoretically could get there it's just things got to start coming out we gotta start falling into place yeah like but again i don't know if it mattered which thing like i don't know why you put redfall out in this state I don't I, it doesn't matter if you push it like three it doesn't matter if you push it six months it really does no one fucking cared because if it comes out shitty yeah all <laughs> it's I mean, all everyone's, bad everyone's talking about it now but it's because like, we're, it's like everyone's amazed that this game came out and we're like wow we sure like would rather go back and play jedi survivor until zelda comes out now. yeah it's that's just, not the messaging you no, want out there. Like it's it's you're putting out in the middle of all these heavy hitters, and I don't know if that shows you're delusional enough to think it was able to play in that same sandbox, mm-hmm. or like, I mean, even Jedi Survivors are fucking also ran to some degree, and compared to Zelda, mm-hmm. Diablo, Street Fighter, and Final Fantasy, yeah, and you're putting this thing out. Yeah. Like, are you Good crazy? <laughs> I mean, they have nothing else. They got to put something yeah, out. I mean, yeah, but like, did they? Yeah, like nothing might have. Yeah, been I don't better think here. I don't think this helped no. at all. No, no, no. Yep. Um, so let's be honest. The console war is over. Gen Nine's done. PlayStation Five won. There's there's nothing mm-hmm. Xbox could do at this point to change that. No, that would be, that would be some kind of like monkey paw 
like thing. the the PlayStation Five like, factory would have to explode, like evil magic. Yeah, like, like, like some kind of deal with Satan. And I really thought Xbox had a chance coming into this generation. Yeah, like if, if Phil Spencer finds a, a magic lamp somewhere, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But that's about all. Because they had great hardware. They they had expressed a commitment to games beyond Halo and Gears of War and Forza. They had bought studios, putting their money where their mouth is. They continued to buy studios. It's just too little, too late. Yeah. I mean, you could have... It just... They needed to get the, the conveyor belt rolling earlier, and it just wasn't able to happen. And that could be Phil Spencer. Yeah. So, follow Nick. Thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome. Um, Johnny Hurricane says, the only thing they could do is buy WB and push out Suicide Squad <laughs> exclusive to Game Pass. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good one. Uh, so, anyway, that's our check-in on the... And I'll, we'll probably never do this again, because it's over. There's no reason for us to check in on this again. We'll talk about... Microsoft again. I mean, it will be, but in relation to PlayStation and PlayStation Five, we probably oh, yeah. won't. In terms of the There's Microsoft strategy, the, I mean, that's that's going to come up again when Starfield comes yeah. out. But because I think that's really where you're going to make or break that. Yeah, but in relation to PlayStation Five and Sony, it's done. It's over. There's mm-hmm. nothing to discuss between. Well, the two I mean, so, PlayStation pulled away a year ago, and we were, I mean, we didn't know details on Microsoft, but mm-hmm. it was pretty easy to see that like. PS5 without selling yeah. Xbox. And like in the PS, again, PS5 for all people complain about like the lackluster first party lineup or the exclusives, like it's still outpacing the competition, isn't it? It's outpacing everything. Yeah. It's really insane. PlayStation could do no wrong. So they can just, this is what they're going to do with PlayStation VR 2. Whatever. Yeah, I guess that doesn't matter that much. Nope. <laughs> well, when you're about it actually to make, set records. It actually makes PSVR 2 look even worse. It does, yeah. Because <laughs> they're they're like this shining thing on the hill, except yeah. for PSVR like it, But it's like, at what point, I mean, I'm sure they recognize it now, but it's got to be. It's like, how big of a giant neon sign do you need from the consumer base that says, we don't care about VR? Yeah. Give it up. Yeah. Well, they got it now. I think, I think they got figured it out this time. Yeah, I, got, I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. That's our latest check-in and probably our last check-in on the Generation 9 console wars. We have determined Sony and PlayStation 5 the winners. Um, all right, our last topic for today's show is a game that I played on Game Pass. And, and in a lot of ways, the type of games that generally pull the cart for Game Pass. Because let's be honest, Matt, it hasn't been the, the big first-party, big-budget games. No, I definitely use Game Pass more for these weird little quirky games. Me too. I didn't realize I spend way more time playing these. Um, and this game is called The Last Case of Benedict Fox. It no, is I, another... I bet it wasn't 90 gigs to download. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> but I will say it will be. it is the last case of Benedict Fox that I will ever play. Because oh. this game is also not very good. Um it is a Metroidvania, so I was already playing another game in that genre this week when playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I, this, I got another game. I got After Image, which is like it's supposed to be like this huge Metroidvania, but I didn't get a chance to play it. See anything familiar from this opening cinematic here, Matt? Does it look like another game maybe we talked about in today's show? Um, <laughs> it's a little red folly. <laughs> Also the, looks a little where in the world is Kyron San Diego. Yeah, but look, this is what Redfall also <laughs> yeah. did, and this is a this little is pretty much the Redfall cinema. Actually, there's a little more animation. Actually, this. this is better than the Redfall yeah, cinema. There's actually depth of camera move. Look, there's a mo- person moving. Yeah. That's- <laughs> so this is a 2D Metroidvania, which is what most of you are familiar with, playing in the genre versus the 3D takes on it, and 2D. Metroidvanias are much more prevalent, and I tend to enjoy them a lot more than the 3D versions for whatever reason. A 3D Metroidvania is hard to do. The map is way easier to read in the 2D games. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Um, it is also kind of Lovecraftian inspired. It's got a little bit of that vibe yeah, I to see it. That. Yep. It's set in 1925, and the world is terrified of the occult. 
And if you are involved with the occult, it could be your death sentence. There are three sort of secret organizations that are working behind the scenes. It's basically like living in Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, or Florida, or <laughs> Texas, or Iowa. Or... They're trying to kill him because he played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yep, um, and that's kind of what this is, this is. This is So you play as Benedict. He is a detective, a private investigator. And what has happened is his father has died, but no one is quite sure what happened. So he ventures to his father's mansion and tries to solve the case and figure, try to figure out what happened to his dad now his dad was dabbling in the occult and again this is in 1925 and it's very frowned upon so the initial suspicion is that somebody killed him because he's mm -hmm. involved with the occult someone very assassinated Alistair crowley style yep yeah. um, and so you get to his house and you discover his corpse is in the basement <laughs> and not only is the corpse there the corpse becomes a gateway to this other world called limbo um, which is basically what you think it is. It's this area where people go, but you know, after they die, but before they go to wherever they're going to go. You got to handle dead bodies very carefully, kids, because yeah. they can become they can become gateways. <laughs> yeah, they could. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so at first, that you is a lot of tutorial text. Yeah. On the side of that screen there. Yeah. So at first, you think that like basically you channel your father and he sends you into this other gameplay world called limbo where the world is way more interesting and they can basically do whatever the hell they want with the art and the level design because it's some fantasy world is created well when you do that you think that the whole world's going to take him take place inside your dad's limbo but as you play through the game you end up finding other dead bodies in the house that take um, you into these other dead limbo worlds persona um, style yeah um so he also Benedict has a spirit that you see him right behind him right there who is kind of like his he does he does help too so he actually helps in combat so I guess he is kind of like a cooperative player that you play with throughout the game but more importantly he serves the role of the disembodied voice who narrates kind of the whole game and like clues you into what's happening and what's really happening versus what's happening in the supernatural world. Um, and so the, the game kind of has this narration kind of like um, Super Giants games. Um, where they always have the narrator who kind of like tells you what's going on behind the scene. I actually like that aesthetic. It doesn't work quite as well here, unfortunately, because the writing isn't quite up to scratch. Uh, but it does. He does fill a valuable role in that he provides context and tells you what's going on. Because the game is kind of confusing when you first start playing it. I'll be honest with you, because the action in the game kind of sucks. It's this weird combat where it's like hack and slash, but you have a gun. But the only way you get bullets for your gun is to land the hack and slash attacks. So you, Just like Jedi Survivor. A little bit, yeah, actually. You get you're your right. blaster bolts back by hitting people with You're right, yeah, that's true, actually. And in this one, what I found myself... And it's annoying in that, It is too. annoying, and it's annoying <laughs> AF in this, too, man. Because you get into the heat of combat, and you pull out your gun, and you go, snick, 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 and you're like, I have no bullets, now I'm dead. Um, you die very easy in this game. You take just a couple hits, and you die. Um, and the other thing about the combat in this game is that when you go into the limbo world, that's where the combat is. The, the, the mansion that you're seeing right now is like the hub world. So this is where you find all the dead bodies. It sends you off into all the different limbo worlds. This is where you come back after you've collected stuff and try to use it to solve the game's puzzles. Um, and most of the game's puzzles are... They're like the boring puzzles. They're not like environmental puzzles. They're all like self-contained. Like here's this lock, figure out the code, break it. Here's this math equation, figure out the answer to it, solve the puzzle. They're like, it's the kind of puzzle solving that I personally do not enjoy all that much, but I do realize that other people may prefer that compared to the environmental type of puzzles. Um, and basically that's the whole game. You use the dead bodies to go into, the, into limbo to find clues that you bring back to the mansion to try to help solve the mystery of your father's murder. 
Um, what else is there? There's not a lot, honestly. Um, there are... You can upgrade Benedict's abilities and his equipment. You can upgrade his health potions. He eventually gets smoke grenades that helps him like get away from enemies. There are also everyday household items like flashlights and things like that. And basically how it works is every time you kill an enemy in Limbo, you earn ink. And then you use that ink to give Benedict tattoos. And then the tattoos are what give him like his extra special abilities or his increased mm -hmm. abilities from his I'm default. I'm vaguely remembering more and more the trailers for this. Yeah. Like the various Xbox... It looked good in the trailer. Shotgun presentations. Yeah. yeah, but it's another one of those games that looks good in a trailer, but then ultimately the execution kind of fails a little bit. Also, eventually, as you get further into this game, there's a little bit of a Resident Evil Mr. X element to it in that you have like an enemy that chases you around at all times. Mm. Again, that's another thing where your mileage may vary with these types of games. Do you like that in no, games I generally? I find that annoying. It, it's kind of cool at first, but I agree. After a while, it starts to get annoying. And I'm just like, I just want to play this game. Like, can, can this guy stop stalking me around the, the world environment? And eventually, you get to a point with this game as well. Um, as I said, the combat's pretty simple. Like, there's very simple combos. It's basically your generic hack and slash 101. There's also platforming, as you're seeing. And then the third big pillar is searching for items that unlock the barred doors back in the mansion. Um... And then, like all Metroidvanias, a big part of your time is spent looking at the map. Okay, that door is locked. What does that door need in order for it to become unlocked? Okay, do I need to solve a puzzle? Do I need to find an item? It's the typical mental gymnastics that you go through playing a Metroidvania that are also prevalent in this. What really gives this a different flavor from other Metroidvanias is the puzzles and the detective stuff, the puzzle-solving and detective work. It's what gives it its own flavor compared to other games in the genre, but the moment-to-moment -moment stuff that you're doing is pretty much what you'd expect from the subgenre. It's a lot of, like, checking the map. Am I going the right way? Oh, here's the way to a door that isn't unlocked. I need to go check out that door to try to figure out what there is there that they need. And then you find it, and you're like, okay, do I remember seeing that before? No. Well, then I, then I need to journey around. It's the same stuff that you've dealt with when every Metroidvania, despite the fact that it does kind of have a unique angle as far as its story and setting. Um, I did experience a couple crash bugs playing the game. The game also stutters at times, and you can see it's just 2D, very simple geometry. They probably need a better engine than the one that they're using, um, but it gets them through the game. But still, there are definitely are issues at times with the frame rate dipping. And then, to me, I think ultimately what I came down on this game was that it's just a lot more trial and error than fun. The detective stuff... There was very rare. It was very rare where I just thought of a puzzle solution and it worked. More often, it was just the same thing. And a lot of the games like this, where you just keep trying, like, okay, I have these five things in my inventory, and I have this object that obviously needs something. I'm going to try all five of these things and see which one of them works. The logic doesn't always apply there. You're like, oh, hey, here's a record player. Oh, I have a piece of vinyl. Let me put the vinyl. Oh, nope, that doesn't work. It just plays a record. It doesn't actually solve the puzzle. So <laughs> it's pretty much what you'd expect from most games like this, honestly. Um, I'll say this, there's, there is a ton of accessibility options in this, which is a kind of a cool thing. In fact, Mitch, who used to work with us here on Game Face, he's now doing this at PlayStation. I would argue that is one of the best things you could do in development right now. Mm -hmm. If you get, if you become known as somebody who's really good at accessibility, you're going to have endless job offers because yeah. it's every studio now has that guy or that girl who it's their sole job to make sure that their game is accessible Whoever does that for this studio, really good. They did a great job. Pretty much anybody can play this game. Also, 
their difficulty settings are great. A lot of the stuff that I've complained about, I could remedy it on my own by just playing like the story difficulty where basically all the puzzles are solved and you just go through the plot. Um, I like that games are doing this now where they're giving people the opportunity to play them the way that they want to play them and they aren't gatekeeping like we've talked about with From Software games in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that shift even in this game. Um, and then like later on, like you do get new abilities, like eventually you get a double jump, but the double jump in this uses like almost like a grapple mechanic. And if the grapple, if there's nothing to grapple to, you can't double jump. That's insane, Matt. Again, going back to what I was talking about with uh, Jedi survivor, how there's certain ways that you design games to teach people how to use them and you give them abilities in in a sequence that makes sense as they've learned from their prior, this game fails at a lot of that stuff, unfortunately. Uh, and it's worse at it than Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor, I just found a couple isolated cases that kind of bothered me. Um, I don't know. To me, it's pretty accurate. This is probably the last case of Benedict Fox. I do not see this game getting a sequel. It's it starts really slow. It does get better. You, you over- really kind of set yourself up for that with that title. It's very yeah. They sure did. Um, it starts out really slow and it's hard to get into. Um, you do a lot of going back and forth from Limbo back to the mansion at first. And you're like, where is, what's the flow? What's the, what am I going to be doing in this game? It never kind of falls into a pattern, which I guess maybe some people might like. So maybe that's something positive ultimately that comes out of it. Um, but I did not enjoy my time with this. And at the same time, as I said, this, these are kind of the kind of games that are really are floating the boat for Game Pass at this point. But to me, this is not one of the stronger releases. And I was excited for this game. Like, to your point, talking about the trailers that came out for this, they were impressive. Like, I, I watched them and I was like, oh, this game looks awesome. Like, I might, this might actually be another, like, Game Pass sleeper hit. Now that I played it, no, it's definitely not. So, um, it, Game Pass also does not need more games like this, Matt. Like, it just, I think really, like, either you're going to have, like, a crazy indie, like, Hades. Like, that's maybe a type of game that if you got that exclusively for Game Pass, it might actually move the needle. Mm-hmm. Like, some indie sensation might do it and help. Um, but more likely than not, you're going to need the big budget games to hit to move the needle. This game definitely is not going to do it. So, you can buy the game if you want to um, on Steam. I think it's, like, $30 or whatever, like... I would probably, it's $25. I would, I'd play this for like 15 or 20 max. Um, unless you're just really desperate for a Metroidvania. But I don't think that really happens anymore, Matt, because there's so many being made. Yeah, it's, it's there was a time when they just didn't exist at all. But now they're one of the most common yeah. indie genres. Yeah. So that's a. Which I like, I don't mind that. But it's like, it's, we've definitely hit a point where like, you got to pick and choose and be, re- be sure you're getting one that. Not necessarily as good or bad, but like yeah. make sure you've got one that does that does it the way you like the Metroidvania done. Yeah, um, this doesn't seem really what I'd be after. No, it's just it it it's slow. Yeah. I guess is the best way to put it. So we're talking about Jedi Survivor and how you finish an objective. Yeah, you're like, yeah. now what? Like that's that's Jedi like Survivor's fivefold solid. in this. Um, Nine Years of Shadows mm-hmm. is is. You know more. I mean, it's much faster. It doesn't involve levels and like a lot of upgrades, but it's like it go go go. It's like I like Romancevania so. more than this. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to try. You remember that one? I want to so. try After Image, which just came out, yeah. which is supposed to be like a big epic one, but mm-hmm. it's also two D and like has really nice art. Um, there's so many to choose from. Don't. There's maybe, no point in playing. Maybe one like day, uh, Silk Song will yeah. come out. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe. I'm really starting to wonder. If it ever will come out. So anyway, there you, know you go. People were thinking that was going to be in the Nintendo presentation. Yeah. Oh, 
poor poor fools. Well, we never even we never we realized we didn't even mention. No, that. of course not. And I was like, why didn't they mention Silk Song? Silk Song's gonna be there. I'm like, nope, children. <laughs> My sweet yeah. summer child. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's the last case of Benedict Fox. It's available for PC and Xbox. I say maybe give it a go if you like that genre on Game Pass because you're already paying for it. Definitely do not pay the $25 for it if you don't have Game Pass. All right. Mm-hmm. And with that, it is time for... All right, folks, it's time for Name That Game, where I show you five screenshots from a video game, and you try to guess the name of the game before this guy does, Matt Kyle. And he's good at it, so you better be on it. Well, not lately. Yeah, not lately. You've, but you won, what, two or three weeks in a row times. there? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're doing fine this year. I think you're doing great. You're playing against hundreds of people, Matt. <laughs> like, the chances of you winning should be like zero. Um, so anyway, a couple things before we get going. If you've won this year, do not play. You can only win once per year. When I say do not play, that means do not put guesses in. Just do not participate. Kick your feet up and relax. Um, also, if you have no interest in playing a PC game or you don't foresee yourself giving away a PC game to a friend, also don't play because the reward for winning this is a game, but it is a PC game. We have Steam codes. So if you can't play PC games and you don't see yourself giving away the code to somebody else, then please don't play. And again, as I said, Please do not put your any guesses into chat or anything because it could ruin the game for everybody else. Now, one last thing before we get going. Our chat is put into slow mode. That means you can only send a response once every 60 seconds. So don't start just typing random game names in hoping you get it right because you're going to end up seeing a screenshot. You're like, oh, I know that game. And you're going to try to type it in and it's going to not let you type it in. So make your guesses count. And with that, I think we're ready to get going. I, I'm just going to project here. I think this we'll make it to the third screenshot. We'll see. I'm always wrong. You guys always get it. I thought last week we'd at least make it to the second one. You guys got it on the first one in like five seconds. So anyway, here we go. We're ready to go with Name That Game. And here is the first screenshot. Hmm. If anybody gets it from this, I'm going to lose my Cubert, <laughs> no. <laughs> Commander Keen 4, nope. Goodbye, Galaxy. Fallen Order, no. AJ, though, that's he thought yeah, I was like, <laughs> that would be clever. Lost Planet, no. I can see why you would think that because of the snow. Dishonored, no. Sort of Sodan, no. Twin Snakes, no. God of War 3, no. Mass Effect 1, no. Sekiro, no. Baby Sky- Shark. Skyrim. Zed Saber says Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. <laughs> no. That's a very different part of the island. <laughs> what did you just guess, Matt? Skyrim. No. That's a good guess, too, though. Death Stranded, no. Battlefield 1, no. Heavy Rain, no. Resident Evil 8, no. Mass Effect Andromeda, no. Unreal Tournament, no. Lost Planet 3, no. Mass Effect 1, no. Free Willy. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. I think you guys got all your first guesses in. Here comes the second image. Name that game. There's a chance you could get it with this one. Hmm. Wolfenstein, no. Mike's Q. The one with the moon mission. <laughs> Silent Hill Shattered Memories. No. Good guess, though. Ice. Last of Snow Us, no. God of War, no. Willy Beamish, no. Metro Last Light, no. Metro, no. Ding, 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 we have a winner. One of the Metros. Salty69, yep. We have a winner. I should have said that before we started. If you pause, man. I should also have mentioned before we started that you have to get the exact 
entry of a franchise correct. So someone said Metro, that's incorrect. It's Metro 2033. Someone said Metro Last Light, that's also incorrect. It's Metro 2033. Stolte69, congratulations on winning. I didn't even make it to the third one, but this would have been the third one. This would have been the fourth one. And then this would have been the fifth one that definitely would have given it away. I showed you a whole enemy for this one. Because I realized that Metro 2033 isn't exactly a blockbuster. But I really thought kind of going off the reservation, Matt, and picking a game that wasn't very popular, I really thought that like it would get to at least the third one. But nope, you guys are just too damn good. So Stolte69, congratulations. Uh, send us a DM here on Twitch. Uh, you can send me a DM on Twitter at Dinfire. You can send Sifted a DM on Twitter at Sifted Games. And again, don't forget to follow him. Um, and then you can send me a DM on Sifted. I am at Shane there. Um, let's see, before we get going, a uh, couple things. If you're listening to this show on any of the podcast services or you're watching the show on YouTube, uh, please head to patreon.com slash sifted. Um, I think we just hit our lowest number of patrons ever today when the month turned over. We need help like big time. So um, if you're someone who's been watching the show or listening to the show for free all this time and you've been kind of waiting maybe for that moment where you want to jump and actually support us financially, now would be a really, really good time. So um, I'm just asking you guys if you could help us out. We really need it. So we'd really appreciate that. Again, go to patreon.com slash sifted. That's S-I-F-T-D without the E. Um, and we really need the help. So we'd really appreciate it. Um, even with the, the great help that we're getting from our awesome sponsor, LS Cream, um, unfortunately, our, our, our Patreon just keeps going down um, and uh, we're in trouble. So if you guys can help us out, that'd be great. Again, a big thanks to LS Cream. Go to creamls.com. They are supporting us. Please buy um, the liqueur because when our sponsors get positive results. They keep coming back and keep sponsoring us. And I'm just telling you right now, we need the sponsorship. So please, if you don't want to give us money and you'd rather spend your money on alcohol, then at least go and buy some LS cream and help our sponsors so that they keep sponsoring us. Anything that you can do to help. Sharing the show. Like I, we keep getting all these like messages on YouTube. The, this channel deserves more subs. This show deserves more views. This, but. The only way that's going to happen is if you share it. Like, if you don't want to spend money on it and you want to watch the show for free, that's cool. Watch the ads or whatever. That's cool. I hope you're watching it with the ad blocker turned off. Probably not. But I can, I can hope. But there's other things that you can do. You can review the show on the podcast services. That helps a ton because a lot of our reviews are from, like, five years ago. And those don't help. Like, it, we need steady reviews coming into the podcast services. So if you just want to review it on the podcast service, that's great. But sharing it. Like, if you have followers on social media, tell them. This is the best gaming podcast. You should be watching this. We got a comment yesterday. Like, this is the only gaming podcast I listen to all week now. Yeah. That's by design. We design the show and everything we do at Sifted so that you don't have to go somewhere else. You can. If you hate Matt and I, Sure. Go somewhere else. If you don't agree with us, I totally get that. But as far as like knowing everything that is happening in the games industry, you don't need anything but Sifted. It is by design. That's why we do Dossier every month. We tell you the games that are coming out. We make sure that you're covered every angle. So you don't need to go somewhere else, but you can if you want to. That's the whole idea behind what we're doing on Sifted. We're very, very picky about new content we put out there. It all has to serve that purpose. So anyway, I wouldn't be standing up here on the soapbox if it wasn't May 2nd and our Patreon didn't just turn over and it just took a huge dump. 
Um, this always is the hard part of doing this is the first of the month is just like depression. <laughs> Being honest, it's depressing to wake up on the second of every month and just see that. And it happened. This was like the biggest drop we've had in like months. So, and I don't know why. There's never any rhyme or reason to it. Everybody if we gotta save as much money as they can for all the games coming out. I maybe. And look, I totally get that. Like, look, I'm not demanding that you give us your money. I'm just saying if you're getting entertainment out of this, like maybe it's worth plucking down a couple bucks for. Like, we'd really appreciate it. So again, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast services, this is my call to action to you. This is me asking you for help. Um, so head to patreon.com slash sifted, or you can always just do Twitch Prime, which is free. Like YouTube folks, do it, man. Help us. Like we need help. I'm asking you for help and you can give us money for free. Like, I don't know what else I can do here. Like, what else can I do? What can I do, Matt? Only fans. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Send out dick pics or something. I don't know. So anyway, just letting you guys know we're in bad shape, man. I'm not making it up. You can go to patreon.com slash sifted and look for yourself. Like, Look at the money there and ask yourself, like, how are you still getting a three-hour show every week? So big thanks to everybody who is supporting us. Like, our patrons are amazing. You guys have stuck with us through thick and thin. And without you guys, we wouldn't be here right now. And without Matt, we wouldn't be here right now. Um, but we need other people to help. We can't keep relying on the same people to keep helping Game Face and Sifted. We need you guys to get off the sidelines, get off the bench, and get in the game. So we would really appreciate that if you could do it. Now, one last thing before I go. Don't forget, we don't know when Game Face is happening next week because I have a surgery. I have a procedure. We'll see how it goes. There is a chance we might do the show on Monday. Again, make sure you follow Sifted at Sifted Games on Twitter, and that's where we post all the updates as far as what's going on. Um, I see lots of questions in q and I'm sorry. We're already way over time. We can't answer any questions today. Um, Cody S. Carter liked my shirt. I'll, I'll huh. share that one. The OG Galaga. One of my favorite arcade games of all time. So, repping it today. Anyway, hope you guys have had a great week. I hope you guys have an amazing week coming up. Um, there are so many great games to play. It really does kind of hurt my soul a little bit, Matt, that I may or may not be able to discuss Zelda. Well, we'll um, get to it. We will, but I mean in like a timely manner. Yeah, we're still better than the others. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. All the other podcasts are going to be like, oh my god, Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. Yeah, you're the, not going to get a lot of critical discussion. the only podcast where you're not going to have the fucking six-month moratorium on criticizing the Zelda game. That's I promise true. you, if there's some weird shit in there, we're going to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> That's a good point, because a lot of the other guys, six months later, they're like, wait a minute, that actually isn't that good. Yeah. And we just say it right from the beginning, which may be why we have a trouble getting traction, because we're not fanboys. Let's be you're honest, Matt. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think a big problem for us is that we're not fanboys and we don't root for one yeah. console. I've definitely seen people that are just like, I don't like it because I don't want to hear criticism of the game I like. I want yeah. to hear people talk about how great it is, which yeah. is what a lot of the other video game podcasts are. It's they just are. fanboying out about stuff. Yeah. And we're never going to do that. That's not who we are. So I can understand it if you don't like that. Like, then you may not mm -hmm. want to subscribe. I understand it. But I think as you get older, you'll start to appreciate content like this instead of the fluff. At least I would hope so. So anyway, thanks to everybody. Thanks for everyone who's wishing me luck on um, in the chat for my procedure. I think I'm going to be okay. Like, it's a pretty safe procedure. There is some risk still, but I should be all right. It's just a matter of, like, how much pain I'm going to be in and how much time it takes to recover. Um, one thing is for sure, I'll have plenty of time to sit on the couch and play Zelda. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's it for Game Phase 341. Much love to you guys. And I know everybody says this, love this. I mean it. Like, you guys, like, the the real G's of Sifted, I know you guys. You guys have come to L.A., and we've had beers. Like, 
This isn't some faceless thing like it was on game trailers for me where there was just too many of you that I never got to know you guys. I know you and you're awesome people and I appreciate you and I love you. So you guys have a great week. Get hyped for Zelda, man. It's coming. <laughs> Whether it's great or not, I'm excited to play it. So it's not too far away. We'll see you hopefully in the next week. Game Face is up and out. <laughs>